We're going, we don't need roads. Topic with the movie guys. I'm Sean Macy. I'm Jay Mac in the house. You are very literally in the house. Hang on. <clears throat> now, <laughs> I feel like it's been like forever. Uh, it has been uh, roughly 35 days, 35 days. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because of a film called Endgame just disrupted everything. <laughs> I know uh, when I was writing down, uh, you know, what, what I've seen over the last month yeah. and what, I've seen three films at the cinema. No, yeah. no, scratch that. I've seen two films at the cinema <laughs> yeah, same. in the last 35 no, days. Mm. It just, it was, yeah. Too much. Yeah. So much well, that movie. And consumed by another little TV property, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll get to that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to? Man, I've had uh, quite a busy social month. Um, had like a Bucks night that I kind of put together and That's obviously right. followed by a wedding. Oh, yeah. And on the Bucks night, you went to this, um, what was it called? It was like a yeah. It was, um, Game well, of Thrones yeah. place. So, yeah, well, yeah. So it was kind of medieval based on, loosely based on medieval stroke Thor. Um, and you ate with big knives and you had big pieces of meat and you drank out of horns and imagine Thor yeah. in Endgame. That's how you felt. That's how you felt. And, and, and you did. It was so good. And was it Game it. of Thrones-y sort of style yeah, as well? Like yeah, like big um, kind of fur, you know, over the lounges and it oh. was awesome. I, I Like we had a wonderful, wonderful time. It's a real experience. Yeah. Um, not too good for vegans. Yeah, okay. Uh, but... Um, yeah, it's just fantastic, uh, the, almost a theatrical experience without the, the acting theatre. And that's in uh, <laughs> Sydney? Yeah, it was in uh, Surrey Hills. Yeah, Surrey Hills. Awesome. Highly recommended, just on Cleveland Street. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. You get to pick your own knife to eat with. Really? Yeah. They just have like, as in, they're all different, just types of knives. You just Yeah, the waitress comes around with like a leather kind of bag. It's just got the heads of the knives, like the handles of the <laughs> knives poking out. And you might have 12 people at the table, so you've got 12 knives and all you can see is the handle and you pick it out and you don't know how big it is. Oh my God. Could you imagine some people there be there, just unbearable. I'll have wolfbane. Yeah. So it's, it's a, you know. It's a yeah, cat. <laughs> and you do shots like um, through um, bone marrow and stuff like that. It's what? like crazy. Man, it's crazy. Uh, I really want to go. Man, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going. Okay. Yeah, and I just, I, <laughs> like like Thor does in uh, Thor 1, I said to the waitress, I said, hey, listen, I'm going to be a little bit rude here, but I just need to do this. I slammed my beer down on the table. I went, I'm not <laughs> And she's looked at me. Yeah. Crickets. It's, yeah. That's not the first time it's happened today, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, and then the wedding was wonderful. And, yeah, so I was kind of being quite consumed in that area. And uh, other than that, I haven't done too much else. What about you? Uh, well, I finished up on, as you know, I was working with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, and I finished up about two weeks ago now. I yeah. had the finale, yeah. which uh, 
good old Samuel Johnson one, which is fantastic because the $50,000 that they won goes to the charity of their choice. Yep. The charity of their choice is his charity, which he has uh, for his sister, which uh, takes on the fight against cancer. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and he's just embarking on a two-year uh, trip around Australia to, to basically raise money in regional areas and that on for his cancer. U- unicycle or just no? He's... No, no unicycle this time. He did that. Yeah, he did that whole challenge yeah, yeah, last yeah, time, yeah. which is crazy. Um, and now that I got to know him, uh, you know, fairly well, you never get to know anyone that well, but fairly well, uh, it makes sense that he did a unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, no, but he, he, he's going around with, I think, about four buses. Okay. Um, and you know a big sort of crew to, to I help like raise it. money. I like it a lot. It's great. Yeah, mm. yeah. And and look, it would have been nice for Courtney Act to have won. Mm-hmm. She was um, arguably the best dancer. Uh, and I was going through and making playlists yesterday. And on one of my like hits she's, of two thousand and four, she's on your playlist. Yeah, she's on one of my hits of two. I had no idea that she sang songs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so here I am, you know, dealing with all these people and. I just, you know. Well, yeah, I think she was in the top five of, I'm going to say, America, Australian Idol, but. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could Maybe. Be X Factor. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know that she was in RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. But, yeah, right. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, it was it was a little bit of a surprise that she didn't win, but um, Sam had a big uh, following, following regionally. Yeah, yeah. So that was fine. But the biggest controversy of the evening. No one will ever know about, really, um, mm. unless you're listening to the show. Yeah, right. And that was um, Ooh, to do with a, me. Uh, <laughs> we have an exclusive. I, uh, yeah, we shoot over two days. So for each episode that shoots on a Monday evening, we start, we start the whole process of rehearsing and things like that on the Sunday. So, you know, they'll go in and get um, uh, in wardrobe and, and things like that just to get it all tested so in case they have to have it um, let out or in or whatever. Then, you know, they'll go and do makeup and things like that, sing the song, uh, dance to the song a couple of times, you know, just all that sort of business. Um, So here I am chasing people around, getting them into the job. Everyone knows what they're doing now, so it's pretty easy um, going. And we get to the Monday and I start in the morning. I had a second coffee, which I don't usually do. I had a second coffee, started feeling a bit queasy. And I just thought, oh, it's all right. It's a second coffee. Yeah. Was it one of your oak nut? Mixed with you know something else, almond. Mate, it's it's a with, standard a, it's a standard drink these a days. It's a soy be, latte. It has to be fallen from the tree before you can actually use it. <laughs> it's one a, of those ones. It's a, I can see what your vegan comments <laughs> coming from before. Uh, hey, yeah. no, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a veganist. Um, no, I have a soy latte, which is not hard. It's very easy with almond milk. No, I don't have it with almond milk. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> I have 40%, Although, 40% soy and 60% almond, please. Oh, it says you, I can never remember your order. Every time you go up, it's like layer upon layer of, uh, you know. Instructions. Yeah. It sits yeah. with them for 10 minutes and they're like, oh, no, now, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had my second coffee. I felt a bit queasy and uh, I just, you know, put it down to just having two coffees and not really yeah. eating a whole lot. Yeah. And then it started to just... Not being a very strong person. It just made me feel a little bit off throughout the day and I'm still dealing with lots of people, smiling, you know, getting people where they they need to go. And then we got to rehearsals, which is about three hours before the show, dress rehearsals. So it's a big deal. We're basically pretending that we're at the show. And I get to what I think is the second commercial break and I just couldn't handle it anymore and I had to call it through just saying, hey, can someone cover me? 
I didn't need to go see the You couldn't make it the to the finish line. So I called the doctor because um, we always have, obviously, standby doctor for a big show like that. And, uh, and of course, as soon as I call a doctor, everyone's like, what's going on? Who's sick? You know, because they're afraid yeah. that the talent yeah, yeah, the is talent. ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, and, of course, as soon as I was like, no, no, it's me. I just... Oh, you let's know, move on. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is dancing with them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, anyway, so I go and sit down. A guy, we have a good chat about, uh, you know, being ill or whatnot. And uh, he gives me a shot which is supposed to stop you from throwing up. Uh, I've never had this before. I've never heard of that you could do these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but apparently it's quite common. Yeah, okay, yeah. When you're feeling nauseous, they give you a shot. They give you a shot, yeah. Mm. So it's just to make sure that you won't ever throw up. Mm. The problem was that he gave me the shot and then 15 minutes later, I went for a walk uh, and the voice is right next door. <laughs> and I had nowhere else to go but right out the front of the voice on the grass and just chundered. Uh, and I'm calling over to Mike, can someone uh, send uh, the, <laughs> the medic down to me? Uh, because through our whole chat, he's basically going, oh, you're not going to throw up. There's no way. Like, you know, whatever. I wanted to prove to him that I was throwing up. So he didn't think I was lying. It's bad. Like, it's the thing of me. Um, so he came down. So I, was, you know, so I laid there for about two hours. And then, yeah, half an hour before the show, I just had to call it. Wow. And, uh, so you missed the uh, after party. So I missed the main show, which is what I love. I really <coughs> enjoy live shows. Yeah. Uh, and I'm good at them, you know, so I just really enjoy that problem solving. And then I missed the after party, which is directly after, which if you know anything about live shows, uh, singers or especially dancers, things like that, and then after party and alcohol straight after, it's a really good mix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I missed out on it. I can't believe it. Yeah. Did you have any stories from that after the fact or you haven't really sure. spoken to? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what? No, give me two. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 can't, can't, I can't really give anyone any. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that yeah, if you want to stay yeah. in business yeah. with that sort of stuff, you've got to keep it under wraps. So, so stuff did happen. Um, Is that what you're saying? Look, fun stuff happened. Oh, okay. And... Uh, but that's, that's exactly what – I mean, look, there's 400 people on the show. Yeah, wow. So, you know, you tend to hear things as they flow down the line. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you after the show, mate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can silence. see you'll sit there think, like, thinking, yeah, yeah. I've just been watching lots of Entourage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of that, though, what have you been uh, – what have you been watching lately? Um, well, I'm going to break my segment into four bits. <laughs> I'm going to start with TV. And is this a, like a one, two, three, four? Or is this a one A, one B, one C, no, one D? Or it's is this a one, a... two, three, four? They're different formats. But I'm going to throw to you after my first one. Oh, okay. Well, look, I'll try, and people back home, we haven't discussed this earlier on, yeah. so I'm going to try and match you for this what you're doing. This is our first episode. Because <laughs> I, I, kind of, I kind of have seg- sections. Well, can I give you my sections? Uh, I, I mean, sure. What do you right. want to do, Jay? Well, they're, they're quite take complicated, over. actually. Here's yeah. my password. Yeah. Take, take, take over account. Let's go. <laughs> um, the first one is TV, TV shows. The you're sec- going to go TV first, all right. Yeah, second one's okay. going to be cin- cinema. I can't even say it. <laughs> Cinema. Cinema. Flims. Flims. Movies. Yep. Okay. Morphies. So the third one's going to be home entertainment. And the fourth one's going to be catalogue. Bat cat. 
home entertainment and then back cat. All right. So I can match the back cat. I can match the home ends. I can match the flims and I can uh, cool. All right. well, match let's TV. Put them into segments. So first <laughs> one we're going to do is TV. Cool. So I may have mentioned this on the last uh, pod. I can't quite remember. Oh, but shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did finish the um, American Crime Story, the second saga, which is the assassination of uh, Versace. Oh, yeah. yeah. And loved it. Yes. Loved it. it won a few awards, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, heaps yeah. of uh, Golden Globes and Emmys. I've seen bits and pieces of it. And what I've seen is, is good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, look, it's not for everyone because mm. um, there's a certain lifestyle to it, you know, but – but, yeah, I, I just loved it. And the way they do this is um, is they, they work backwards. And it's really interesting. It's not the first time they've done that. Look at, you know, people like... Memento. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's just interesting how they do it. Um, yeah, so I think I did mention that last point. Anyway, so I won't harp on that. But um, it's a bit camp. That's the way I'll say it. It's quite camp, but with that grit of Ryan Murphy. Yeah. So if you like that, you'll love it. And it's obviously a great mystery and crime. Crime story. Uh, next one I watched um, was The Passage. So I've knocked a few TV shows over, actually. The Passage. The Passage is a Channel 7, Channel 7 um, free-to-wear TV show. Okay. It's an eight-parter or an, a ten-parter. And it's um, it's based off a, um, a, a quite a popular novel by Justin Cronin. It's kind of like horror thriller. Yeah, and it's um, but this one's quite dramatic. It's a drama, and it's um, based about vampires, right? So it's like imagine a drama. It's like Walking Dead, I guess, but with vampires. But it's not. It's not like Walking Dead. But I'm trying to paint a picture of a drama with zombies. This is a drama with vampires, right? Yeah, okay. Um, and it's all you know about an experiment and blah blah blah. So I smashed that, and I really enjoyed it. All uh, right. So it's on catch up TV. The passage. The passage, yeah, it's uh, it's good if you like the vampire genre. Or the only thing is, it's a little bit telly movie style, but you know, I'll get over that. Um, the other one I watched is um, Jack Ryan. Ah, so that's recently... right, because you said to me lately that you have jumped on Prime. Yeah. And I, I see that every time I go onto my little box. Yeah, and it's there as an adver- advertisement. So I just recently joined Amazon Prime at $6.99. And I thought, you know, why, why not? There's a couple of things that they've got coming out that I'm, I want to see. So I kind of thought, well, let's, let's start now. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I started watching Jack Ryan with um, John Krasinski. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, good, because I, I, it looks good. Oh, man. Like, I'm, like I, Jack Ryan, for me, is a little bit hit and miss. There's been, like, seven actors that has played him. Yeah. They've done different iterations. They've done film versions, other TV versions, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. They've just got the right mix here. It's like, um, it's like serious, like Homeland and terrorism and all that yeah. stuff. But he's a young Jack Ryan yeah. and John Krasinski, who's he's playing it serious. He's not joking. Yeah. But there's that light undertone of humour between him and his boss. And I don't know, I'm really captivated by it. I love it. I, like I really, really rate it. For, for Amazon, as an Amazon original, they have smashed it out of the park. Yeah, good. Just with this one TV show. Well, that's yeah. good news because for six ninety nine, that's a good price. Mm. Even if you just knock it over in one month. But there's other stuff there. Like their movie catalog's not as strong as uh, Netflix, of course. But they've got some interesting genres and catalog um, catalog movies in there. And, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun looking at some dodgy movies that I grew up on, which are, like, yeah. almost unwatchable. But I watch 
20 minutes of it just to get a bit of a hit and then I'll be yeah. on to the next one, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, and the only other one is Game of Thrones, which we might just have a conversation on that. Yeah, park it for a park second. For a second. <laughs> so, TV for you? Yeah, so I've been into uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, of course. Yep. Because um, that's, again, it's free to air, easy to watch. Um, and the new series, which is the one, if you remember, they cancelled it, but then NBC yeah. brought them back. It's so, been good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's been uh, on par with everything else, I think. Uh, it seems a little bit smaller on scope, although they're generally inside the Nine-Nine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they tended to go a little bit further. Um, beforehand as they were finishing up but anyway that's not a complaint really yep. really loved they still got nine nine around and i knew that i was having a great time with the show because you're familiar with it right yeah yeah i'm up to season four you know how they do the every so often the halloween heists yep. yeah yeah so yeah so they, they did a heist again nice and when they said it at the beginning because you never know what's coming unless you read the the little um program for it but they said I know it's not Halloween, but we're about to do a heist. And I, I think I verbally went, yes! Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love right. it. I love yeah, that yeah. I'm looking forward to a heist. That's awesome. It's like a little comf- comfortable blanket, that show. Yeah. 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 So I'm really enjoying that. Um, my other show that I love at the moment is Billions. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in the season three, four, I think three. Maybe yeah, I've probably got to persist with that. I know you've been banging on about it. I did watch a couple of episodes and kind of liked what I saw. I know it's only going to get better as you get into it, but yeah, I've got to probably persist a little bit more with that. And especially, I don't know if you're bringing it up later, so I won't ruin it, but it was directed by someone who recently passed away um, who did a lot of episodes. Huh. Yeah. Um, who's a very good, good director. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I'll leave that, and if it doesn't come up in News That Happens later, then I'll touch on it. I don't think it does. <laughs> oh, I'll say it now then. John yeah. Singleton, who passed oh, away. yes, of course. Uh, you know, one yeah, of the, no. the famed director of Boys in the Hood, mm. which is one of my favourite films, definitely yeah. of all time. And High Learning. High Learning, things like that. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he had directed a lot of episodes of Billions, which I didn't know until after he passed away, and I... They brought that up. Yeah, right. Um, and it makes sense. It really yeah, does. Right. Uh, with the feeling of what the show is. So really like that. If you haven't seen Billions, definitely get into that. Uh, the other one that I watched along with Billions Brooklyn Nine-Nine is The Good Fight. Yes, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, which is uh, spin yeah. off of Good Good Wife. Good Wife, yeah. Yep. Um, nothing to do with the Good Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's you know it's, the Good Fight is uh, sort of centered around um, uh, a black lawyer firm. Yep. And uh, you know sort of it sort of enters from there. But this season, I'm going to call an Emmy an, uh, an Emmy award for a supporting actor, and that is Michael Sheen. Oh yeah. He comes into it as, as a, a lawyer from outside the firm and he is eccentric as fuck um, with a full sort of New York, you know, really sort of gritty New Yorky accent. Yeah, right. Like he's, I think he's in Chicago, but it, it comes across as a sort of a New Yorky accent. He's, so, he's such a good actor. He's English though, right? He's English. Mm, yeah, wow. it is so. he is so good in this. Yeah, right. So good. You I can really... hate him one moment and then love him and laugh. Like, honestly, he'll turn you on a dime. Yeah. And uh, to do that in a TV show is, is fantastic. So, yeah, he's only been on this season, but if he stays on, I can see him getting um, nominated. He has to get nominated. Even for, yeah, supporting. So, yeah. Oh, so yeah, definitely supporting, yeah. yeah. Uh, then obviously, yeah, GOTS for later. Um, yep. But 
the one that, that you were banging on about, Entourage. Mm. So I decided to go back and watch some of this. And yeah. I think I started a week and a half ago and I'm almost up to season seven. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So you're fully binged. Loads of late nights just... Yeah. You know, and it's hard to stop one episode at one episode or oh, two because right? it's so easy. You just know, yeah. oh, it's all right. It's just another twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's just another twenty minutes. <laughs> Three hours later, uh, it is so good. Yeah. It took two seasons to yeah. get back into it again. Yeah. But the third and fourth season, as we've discussed, is honestly just top, so funny. And, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've uh, I even. Um, one of the characters proposed to uh, you know he's sort of on on again. Off again, girlfriend, um, and Emmanuel Creaky, and uh, is that who it is? Yeah, and I had a tear in that moment. Yeah, it was nice. Well, she's in uh, the passage. Oh right, mm, yeah. another reason to watch. Yes. So yeah, apart from that, it's been Game of Thrones. Let's just talk about Game of Thrones. Let's talk about Game now. of Thrones. Let's just get it out. Yeah. Right. So what are we up to? What the is this show? Penultimate <laughs> episode last Monday night. Um, so episode. Five. Yeah. Uh, the last three have been basically an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, gosh, where do you start with this? But the whole world's gone crazy really, hasn't it? Now, my – okay. Firstly, my opinion is I've loved every episode that's been out in this season. Yeah. Love them. Even even the Dark Winterfell battle, it was, had its own character. It was its own thing, you know. And then the light of the – oh, we've got to be – where are we? Day three. What are we up to day four after this episode? Oh, we're right to yeah. talk about it. And then, then the light and fire, oh, yeah, yeah. fire Sorry, and yeah. passion no of the last there. episode. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But look, I'm, I've loved it and I've loved where they've taken it and they've also kept me guessing the whole time. Right? Sure. Yeah. And they've done things that I haven't necessarily uh, wanted them to do or thought that they might do or might not do. But it hasn't changed the fact that I'm watching the greatest TV show of all time. And that's the thing. That, and so where my stance is, to all the like naysayers about story turns or what that, shut the fuck up. Oh. You're witnessing one of the best TV shows of all time. Ever, ever one made. One of. Just sit back and enjoy the and thing, enjoy it. There are going to be loads of twists and turns you can't yeah. have. And in life, there are things that don't always go your way. Yeah, but what's going to happen in five years' time when you go back and watch the whole thing again? Are you going to sit there at the last season going, oh, I wish I had, did, did this or did that? No, you won't. You'll be like, wow, that was amazing. Mm, I don't know. Some people out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean? I'm I just, with you, bro. I'm with you. I can't believe the backlash that this thing's getting. And, and look, on on one side, I understand, like, when people bring up a point about a story and all things happen too fast or whatnot, like, you know what? I, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, But you've got to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just soak it up. Yeah. If you If they were in charge, the person, the people that had made all these comments, you wouldn't have even got to this point. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all it's all well and good when you can yeah. just uh, you know, Ned's, sit there and Ned's watch everything Stark and go, <laughs> I have one point that is uh, going to be the biggest point about this show ever and everyone's gonna like everything that I'm saying in tweets and yeah, yeah, yeah. likes and all that sort of stuff. And uh, Ned Stark would still have his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have had Red Wedding. <laughs> but like one of the big things is um, Cersei's we're spoilers territory here, by the way. Yeah. Yep. So, um, just give you five seconds. How are those uh, dolphins? They're doing well. Okay, and <laughs> go. So, Cersei's death, right? I mean... Ray Finkel, sucker star <laughs> kicker. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want her to die the worst possible death in the history of 
dying. Yeah. Right? You want pain Yeah, and suffering. you want it to prolong forever and suffer and pain and anguish and she realises what she's done and blah, blah, blah. Will you get that with Game of Thrones? Yes or no? Well, we know the answer now. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. But, but, it, but it evokes emotion. Yes, it's right? an added feeling to the exactly. show. Exactly. And it's actually a little bit more real than someone else coming in and cutting their skin off and going, hello, Clarice, and whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it doesn't always work out your no, way. Exactly, she died because that's the way it happened. Yeah, that's the way they wrote it. That's the way it happened. And, and she died in comfort, which really angers you. Yeah, well, not comfort, but with com- with the comforting factor involved, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it makes you angry, yeah. but it's just the way it is. Yeah, none of her enemies actually particularly got her. You know, yeah, but this is what's made the show so great. Things happen where you're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. You know, agree or disagree. Yeah, it's always been like that. Yeah, this season's no different. Do you think it's because now they're off, like campus? Book. There's no book necessarily for it, and they're off book. So there's a little bit of license. So now they can sort of go. Oh, I don't like what you did here and you did there. Maybe, but but it is ahead of anything else. So that is what it is. Yeah, there's no source. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, they had to they had to wrap it up, and they wanted to spend a lot of money on some of the big fights, so they couldn't do a ten episode um, season. No, but you're getting hour and a half episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You get an hour and a half episodes. Like episodes. I love it. I, every... I saw a really nice one today. Uh, that that um, oh, what's the movie? Uh, Robin Hood. Thank you. No, um, <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Right. When, you know, like, you never go full retard or whatever it is. He says in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a line from the film, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this one, yeah. it says, you never go full Targaryen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I lo- oh, yeah. man, some of the memes, are, like I, that, that's been the fun part of this season. Is <laughs> the memes have gone ballistic, right? And they're great. And they're so funny and so clever and so original and. That's been amazing. You know? like, I've, got to, I've got to say, though, like we were talking about before, the hate. Like I've got a circle of friends who watch this religiously with me and we're all hardcore fans as well and we're all loving it. Yeah. Like we're shocked at the same time as loving it. But no one's going, eh. We're just really enjoying the moment and we catch up every Monday night and we watch it and blah, blah, blah. Um, so around my circle, it's all great. But as soon as you hop on the internet, it's yeah. like death, murder, kill. It's weird. It's funny. Uh, I guess because you, you follow certain people and then the way t- like mainly Twitter as well go on to is the way it works, I guess, is they just show you what you want to see. Yeah. I hardly ever see um, things that are actually saying anything negative against it. It's all people going, why are people speaking about this now? I haven't actually read firsthand anything negative about it. Right. I've only read people being negative about other people being negative. Well... Last episode, I know I know we've spoken about this a lot, but I'm just going to demonstrate one thing, which yeah. really annoys me. Yeah. The last episode, Lena Headley earned one million dollars for sipping um, wine near the window. <laughs> she's a one million an episode, right? And, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and you think how much she's been in this last season? Wow. She's earned a million an episode, standing yeah. and drinking wine by windows, yeah. and Daenerys <laughs> coffee, coffee thing, and all that. Yeah. And their response to that was very clever. I think she wanted tea or whatever. But look, um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, that last episode got 53% rotten, right? right. The episode before that was 57%, you know, so it actually keeps going down. That is the 
biggest load of crap I've ever heard yeah. in my life or I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. If that show is 50, if that episode was 53%, <laughs> it was one of the greatest episodes visually of all time. Yeah. You know, of the greatest TV episode I think I've ever seen as far as production values, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the story was absolutely ca- we're, we're captivating. We were talking about the last one with the, the dragon. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 53%. Yeah. Well, fuck off. The cinematography in that, which you touched on. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and and the 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 battle with the Night King. I don't know yeah, whatever the episode is called, like third episode. You know where they yeah. battle the Night King. Yeah. You know, and I heard, I did read complaints there about how dark it was, and and people were saying, you know, they 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 could have just lit it better and whatnot. And then and then I heard people coming back and um, trying to justify it by saying, well, they shot in fifty six days and all that stuff, and there wasn't enough time no. and whatever. And I'm like, no, no, it was no, a hang battle on. at night. You're you're battling the yeah. the night king. Yeah, at night, not the with daylight no natu- king. With no light, no forced light. Yeah, that's the way it would have been. And I felt sick the whole episode because I couldn't yeah. see what was going on, and I all know. I could hear was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's great because that's how it would have been. And guess what? The got producers would have shown you exactly what you wanted to see. Like when something happened, like near the end, the last 20 minutes when things were happening, mm. it was all very well lit and yeah. very, you could see everything, you know, on purpose. Yep. But the battles, they didn't care. Like it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it meant, it was it meant was. to be a darkness <laughs> sweeping over you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, people, people think they have a voice, a say. Yeah. This is the worst thing about social media. Oh, I'm going to get on my high horse. Well, it's the worst thing actually about being one of the – once you hit the top and you are the greatest show of all time, people just want to tear it down. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and watch it and enjoy it. Are you, uh, are you touching on – Because guess what? Next Monday we ain't got no more. Are you touching on Star Wars later? Star Wars? Uh, in good, news? Good, yeah. In news? Yeah. So are you? Uh, uh, oh, good. No, no, if you haven't, I'll, no. I'll talk about it now because it relates to this show. It's probably best – now, so today they've announced um, the new three, the trilogy Star Wars films. Right. They haven't announced what they're going to be. The conjecture is that it's probably going to be Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. Uh, but they do know that the two showrunners for um, Game of Thrones, uh, Benioff and uh, uh, whatever his name is, can't think of it yeah. right now, but they're now in charge of running this trilogy. Yeah, cool. So I thought that. Ryan Johnson was writing them. Well, yeah, these guys are basically a Kevin Feige almost, right, like you know, yeah, overseeing, know, for that sort of stuff. overseeing blah, blah, blah. it and yeah. whatever. So we so, might get a, a nice hardcore Star Wars and not a soft, yeah. fluffy. And if it is Knights of the Republic, it, there's a lot of like, stuff that's you know, not far from what they're doing. Mm. So that's great news yeah, that they're that's putting awesome. in the hands of people that are doing, you know, hour and a half episodes. Yeah, <laughs> and all these this, this whole show, the feedback. From people has been more than negative about it. Like, oh, they're going to ruin this oh, as well, and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, man, you, you're talking about the hard, hardest core fan base in the world of the biggest property in the world. Yeah. You know, people have voices with this shit. You know, yeah. but I mean, the way I look at it is, is if we hadn't have started, you know, this franchise stuff and sequels and all that in the '90s, like it was a big um, kind of wave of it, they wouldn't be getting any more. Star Wars. Yeah. There'd be nothing. They'd be just be all original films here and there. And you know what I mean? Just be happy that, you know, and not all content you'll like or, you know, like they might do a, a TV crossover, you know, which I think yeah. they are going to do another Game of Thrones spinoff. You know, we may not like it, but you might like it. Yeah. But it's better than not having anything at all. Yeah. Because if you, if you happen to like it, well, happy <laughs> days, right? 
Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> and we hope you Clearly. are too. Um, and I can't wait for the, the last episode on Monday. Yeah. Which uh, your daughter put out a little... Um, yeah, we're doing a party. And a party. You can't, you can't make it? Well, it's seven, it's 7 o'clock. I could never make 7 o'clock. Right. Um, but I, even if you had it at 7 o'clock, I'd be turning up with a smirk on my face. Yeah. <laughs> I would have already seen that baby yeah, like two or three times. I know, I know. Uh, but no, I'll let you guys enjoy it without, you know, having me there. To yeah. I'll be on radio social silence for that day. Completely, yeah. Um, but anyway, if anyone wants to come over and join me, <laughs> Just yeah. um, personal message the movie guy. The movie, the movie guys. guys. I'll tell you my address. Oh, you, 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 there we go. Putting yeah, it out there. Putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, people in America who will pay for flights. Yeah. Well, no. who's paying for flights? You are. Oh, Game of Thrones. I that's what you said. <laughs> um, before we go any further, do you want to tell people about um, our little announcements in terms of uh, what we're doing on June the fifth? Uh, <laughs> June the 5th, what are we doing on June the 5th? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John Jarrett. Uh, it, oh, is yeah. one of the, it is one of the biggest <laughs> things in Jason's life, but... You were curving me, no, we you were curving, curving me with uh, your, your dinner date that you've been banging on for on June 8th for 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't got an answer, but... <laughs> Oh, no, I got one today, actually. Oh, no. Tonight. Are we going? Yeah, we're going. Oh, we are? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Yes. Okay, so what we're talking about, people, is that my wife's (laughs) birthday is coming up, and uh, I've got use of a house um, uh, over in a place called Kilcare, right near the beach. It's beautiful. Yeah, and we're going to do a little little ice storm, (laughs) watching that movie. Uh, But there's a wonderful restaurant called The Lucky Bee. which is like share food, Asian. And anyway, I invited um, Jason and his wonderful wife, Kate. Yep. And yeah, so we go. Confirmation. So we're in. We're in. We're in. We're I only in. had to chase them three or four times. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. So yeah, talking about local. Sorry, my friend. You were. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah. June were, the 5th. You what were we leading doing? me as best as you could lead me. I don't know, know where else to go. No, you had nowhere else to go, but a <laughs> dumb wig over here who didn't know what you were saying. So on June the 5th, <laughs> we are very proudly hosting a uh, wonderful class. Classic throwback to uh, double feature or double bill on the big screen of uh, their screening Wolf Creek 1 and Wolf Creek 2 and uh, we'll be hosting the night and we'll also be doing a Q&A with the, uh, the very amazing John Jarrett. Yes, Mick yeah. Taylor himself. Yeah. You have a little Mick Taylor impression that you've always brought up. <laughs> what do you mean? Can we do- <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought you were coughing. No. <laughs> I was just doing the laugh. I, I want him to do the laugh when we, we uh, do oh, it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll be okay doing Head it. Head on a stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, you can get your tickets for anyone who's local, of course, who wants to or who wants to travel up from Sydney. You can get your tickets uh, through Hoyt's uh, Erina, which is where it is. Uh, Hoyt's yeah. Erina on June the 5th. That's a Wednesday night. I think it's kickoff at around 7-ish. Yeah. Uh, we'll do we'll do the screening of Wolf Creek One, which is like a uh, modern horror masterpiece. If you haven't seen it, yeah. And most a lot of people, certainly a lot of listeners, probably haven't seen it on the big screen. Do yourself a favour. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then obviously we'll do the Q and A, and then we'll go uh, Wolf Creek Two. It'll be a great night. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, go uh, online and look at your tickets. And we've got all the uh, information on our website and our Facebook page and. 
everything else that we do, Instagram. Yeah. We might, we might even do a video for this one. <laughs> we should yeah. get up and do a little video for our Instagram. Yes. Get people involved. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. That's all right. I just uh, forgot about it before. <laughs> now on to movies. That was our next category. Oh, <laughs> movies. Well, that's an easy one. Yeah. I've only seen two. And what was your second one? The same film. Oh. <laughs> that's I great. saw Avengers twice. Yeah, right. I mean, it a once. week apart. Yeah. I had to. Um, oh, you're the reason it hasn't reached Avatar. I'm the reason? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I talk about box office later and we look at that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so I, I went to see it twice just because, you know, the first time it's an event film, you, you can't help but just be sucked into everything that's yeah. happening. And um, look. Uh, so is it as good as it really is? If you haven't seems. seen it by now. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving small spoilers. I'm not going to go into major ones, but small ones. Well, the Russos gave permission um, to talk about it and see that letter. Sorry? The the Russo brothers gave it, and the Russo brothers gave it, gave us permission to now talk oh, about it. Oh, they did, it. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you got it. You can't, you can't give it that yeah. long. So, the, the, you know, there's a particular scene in it where Captain America eventually gets the hammer. The, was it the Milan, Milanu or yeah, I don't Milan, know what yeah. it's called? Um, and that was one of the greatest things. And, and once I saw that, nothing else happened after. Yeah. <laughs> because I was just sitting there thinking, I want to be Captain America. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what they did with that character from such a, a vanilla, bland start. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, we talk about this in our review. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good. So I had to go see it again. I had to relive some of the feelings. I was you know, pretty much guaranteed it was going to be one of the biggest films that's ever made, so I just wanted to be on that bandwagon. Yep. And uh, it, it didn't disappoint. Second time was just as good as the first. And, yeah, you do pick up on a few things as you yeah. uh, as you would. Okay. And twice. It didn't bother me about three and a half, like three and a bit hours. Yeah. Um, it really is three and a half hours once you're in there uh, with the beginning trailers and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, it goes at a crackneck speed. Like yeah. you really do not feel that time at all. I didn't. Yeah. Not at all, but no, it was, a, it was a great, great movie, great ending to a, that first three phases. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see what they do next. And again, we're in a love or hate Marvel. We're in a very exciting time where they have enough money to make whatever movie they want. Yeah. And that's exciting and won't always be great. But for the most part, I think they'll be pretty entertaining, you know. Now, I know your um, rule for your personal rule around trailers, mm. which is and correct me if I'm wrong, I'll watch the first one, Yeah, get me, you know, a little bit into it, see if, I'm, see if I'm interested, see if I'm not. But then after that, that's it, I'll go see the film. Correct. There are exceptions to that rule. And there is but, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rico, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen <laughs> the <laughs> new Spidey trailer? Oh, uh, yes. Because no. <laughs> they could only release it after the end game. After end game. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. The, the only time I'll see, so the exception to that rule is, is Spider-Man's a great example. Yeah. Where, you know, um, I was feeling a little bit of fatigue with all, all this Marvel. So I watched the first trailer. I'm like, yeah, look, I'll, I'll definitely see it. But I'm just, you know, it'll be whatever kind of thing. I'm sure when I'm in, I'll, I'll love it and enjoy it. I'm sure. Yeah. But... When the second trailer came along, I'm like, oh, I kind of got to watch another trailer of this just to see if I'm crossing the street for this or yeah. getting dragged into it, right? Yeah. And 
And you're like, this is the film. Yeah. And so I'm so glad I did because (laughs) I'm like, wow. And there's actually, when we talk about trailers, there's another trailer I want to talk about, which is a similar thing to that where I'll probably have to watch the second trailer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Anyway, I just want I you know, I know that you like to bring up trailers after I bet it's just sort of tied into Endgame mm. there because wow. Your your tying in tonight is the best I've ever seen. Thank you. After thirty one episodes, <laughs> you're finally getting it right. <laughs> finally. Oh, you're such a yeah. Anyway, this is our last episode and thanks. <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, that's shite. Oh I've seen the film once. Right, so home entertainment. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you, you had no other movies at the cinema? Uh, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Chase. Johnny Chase. Have we got uh, a Johnny Chase face on? Johnny Drama? Uh, um, Robert De Niro. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll take that. Uh, no, nothing else at the cinema. No. I, I want to see Top End Wedding, and I've been doing my darnest to get there, but I just can't work it out. I just yeah. can't get there. Well, the big one for me this week is obviously uh, John Wick 3. Yeah. Yeah. Which will lead into a little bit later. Comes out tomorrow here in Australia. Yep, and uh, that will, that's my number one with an absolute bullet. <laughs> oh. I see what you did there. That's pretty bad. Now my little gem on home end that I missed at the cinema, but I rented on Big Pond Movies was Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. Yeah. I love this film. <laughs> I know, right? And this it is was... one that I saw at the cinema yeah. and then just was too lazy to put out a little review on it. Yeah. But I had I have the same feelings as you, so go ahead. Yeah, I just just firstly I knew it would be an easy watch and just a fun watch, and it was easy and fun. Exactly what it gave me exactly what I wanted. But then it gave me another layer as well, which was just quite uh, quite heartfelt quite emotional as well. There was that layer there. Yeah. And you really felt for the kids and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, I just I just loved it. And I actually, um, I always like Rose Byrne. I think she's good. And then she's good in comedy as well. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg obviously can be hit and I still love the guy. Yeah. But he can be hit and miss in his action genres a little bit. You know, it could be the movie, not so much him, or occasionally it could be him like The Happening, right? Yeah. He... He does comedy really well. He only does one type of comedy, but he does that really well. And it's that kind of, you know, that um, stoic guy who just says things under his breath kind of thing. And anyway, he had me cracking up <laughs> like one or two, like a couple of times where I was really laughing yeah. out loud going, that was freaking delivered to perfection. <laughs> I, I just like the whole sentiment behind a film because while it takes 30 minutes to set up yeah. What you know? What you know? Set up what the film is, but it sets it up in a way that it, it, it could it could cross over into being. Um, sorry, I'm not even saying crossover. It could stay with being a very generic. Film. Oh yeah, it could be Daddy's Home too. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know is fun it's in okay. its own way. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, it, it is a very run of the mill. Yeah. This is the this, this we're staying in the same lane. Yeah. That's it. But it and it's not like it takes a turn. No. But it does, it just says, you know what, you want some sentimentality, you want some little bit of childhood in your life, you want a little bit of... Um, it challenges the audience enough yeah. in, for that genre, I think. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what, because I know that you haven't seen it yet, but second act yeah. does something similar to that. Okay. Um, which is what Kate uh, you know, mentioned once. Mm. Uh, to you and uh, it, it, that's that's kind of what it does it, except second act probably sits a little bit longer in the the same lane 
and then then starts to change a little bit but halfway through the film okay yeah, yeah. cool no I, I threatened to put that on the other night as well but i only threatened yeah i, I think you know you, you will enjoy it so look, if you like Father of the Bride or Cheaper by the Dozen, that kind of film yeah. that's funny, easy to watch, but has a quite an emotional string to it. Yeah, there are um, some hearts. Yeah, this this movie's kind of I think they're good, pretty good comps, uh, and yeah, just really enjoyed it. I actually tweeted, uh, sorry, I inst- I put on Instagram just a shot of me watching that on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the. Son, who plays one of the adopted sons, actually liked it. It was actually him. Really? Liked it. Yeah, really, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, sometimes you got like fan pages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this was the guy. He's <laughs> obviously a young, up and coming actor that hasn't done a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was really nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, so uh, anything else for you for Home End, or do we go straight into catalogue? Back, back <laughs> cat, revisit. Oh, are you okay? So I watched a few films, so you didn't have to. Oh well, oh, this is another category. This is, yeah. Well, this is this is the home end. I'm really. starting to really like this category. Well, uh, I, think I love when you do this for me. Yeah, you might have to help me with some names here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I went and watched a little film called Breaking In. Oh yeah, thriller. Yep, African American thriller. Yep. With Gabriel Union, mm-hmm. yeah, Billy Burke, um, basically like, you know, uh, roommate. No, a, a woman. No, a woman fights to protect her family during a home invasion. She right. basically goes to like I can't remember if it was her father's home or someone's home, but it's one of those homes you can press a button and everything shuts down and locks down oh, and yeah, whatever. Panic room. Except that she's on the outside of the house and they're on the inside. Rush. And her kids are inside with these people. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's kind of where it gets to where you're like, okay, now it's a little bit different than a normal film. Um, I really liked it in the moment, but I haven't given it a second thought after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, like, it's worthy of having in the back of your mind. Okay. Yeah. I did see it there, actually. Hmm. Direct a video. Probably had a, sli- probably had a small theatrical release in the US. And the, the catchphrase is... Payback is a mother. Yeah, right. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Right, you know, so. What was that J-Lo film that she. Oh, like yeah. Reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah, I can't think of it. But yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was fine. It was good. Um, Gabriel Union's really good. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, all right. So that was good. Uh, then I That's saw. That's like a good Friday night movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely a good yeah. Friday, Friday night, especially if you're. But it isn't Jodie Foster, David Fincher's Panic Room. No, it's not that. It's, um, as I said, because of the whole sort of switch. Now, you yeah. know, this one has some B grade feels, but not many. Mm. It's certainly not a massive Hollywood film. And that's yep. what I like about it being, yeah, a Friday night movie. Um, watch with some friends. This, yeah. this is one where you should watch with friends because then you can comment on it at times. But for a lot of it, you'll just be engrossed. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I then went on a little bit of a journey into SBS's uh, free app because they have some good oh, stuff. Oh, yes, access. And I watched a um, baseball film on there called The... Um, I'm sure it wasn't like world porn or anything like that. Did I even do that anymore? <laughs> a baseball film, something about the left arm. It's called the Phenom. Oh. And it's... Phen- phenom or Phenom? I think it's like meant to be like the phenomenon. Right. The Phenom. So that's, what, that's how I'm saying it and that's what it's called. Yeah. 
Stars a guy named Johnny Simmons. I, I, I don't know much about it. I haven't looked into him. He probably stars in, you know, do some Disney things yep. or whatever. And everyone's like, Johnny Simmons, yeah, it's Johnny Simmons. <laughs> I have no idea. But the reason I was attracted to it is because of these two actors, Ethan Hawke and oh, Paul Giamatti. Right. Yeah, in a baseball film. So I thought yeah. I'd go to see this. And basically it's one's about a coach a, and one's a manager. It's about a kid who um who could be making it all the way, but his dad gets in the way all the time, uh, which is Ethan Hawke, who's right. out of jail, tats and all that sort of stuff. Um and He's made a little bit of a comeback, Ethan Hawke, in the last kind of eight yeah. years. Yeah. Again, it's one of those films. Like, you know, I'm a baseballer, so any baseball films I tend to enjoy more than other people would. Yeah. Not harsh. Um, I enjoyed it in the moment. It was a little slow. Um, but it was just a film that let you sit into the acting a little bit. Just yeah, cool. to, yeah. Well, it's got quality I, actors. So it, it does. But I'm not probably. recommending this to watch. Yeah, okay. Um, You've watched it for us. I've watched it so for we you. we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, no. I'm, thank you for your service. <laughs> I'm glad they've made it. People should get some careers out of this, but otherwise that's that's where we're at. Uh, I then went on Probably to watch... Probably spent about 30 seconds too long on that film, but that's okay. Okay, all right. Um, I then watched a movie, and I don't know why you haven't seen this, White Boy Rick. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I was... Oh, I'm a little bit tempted, but I just... The reviews came in, they were a little bit soft on it, so I thought, oh, okay, I'll wait for a rainy day. And it hasn't rained for about two months. So. No, if, if you're going to watch this film, you'd need about two weeks' worth of rain, I think. Yeah, right. Like it needs to be the end of the pile. It's, it's oh, not yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to stress that. It's yeah. not a bad film, but it's just, you know when something shoots for Oscars and it doesn't hit it? Yeah. Then you're you're not sitting in like Friday Night Entertainment film territory no, or anything like no. that. You're sitting in this it's a film slog, that's like yeah, trying it's to a be slog. something special. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't doesn't hit it. Now Richie Merritt, who plays his son, yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see him in something else. I think mm. he's going to do well. I mean, look, Matthew McConaughey works hard, but you know he does. He, he's like Johnny Depp, where he likes to take on characters. Yeah, and sometimes he's those characters, always Matthew McConaughey for the most part. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't that great. Um, story was fine. Everything was fine. It was just fine. Right. Yeah. So don't bother going there if you don't have to. Well, th- thank you again for watching that for us. Yes. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, I'm hanging for your review on this one. Uh, it's pretty simple. Look, if you get Grass a script, quicker. I don't. I don't need to read the script. <laughs> That's what the director said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, "Just give me the the, the points I need to hit." Here, right. and uh, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to show the highlights of these people's lives, and and not really tell you where we are in the story. Oh. So don't really get what's going on right here. Like I've seen loads of these things. I'm actually quite up on my history. Yeah, you are. With all of this, I had to when I became um, an Englishman myself a few years ago. Mm. It's part of the things you have to learn. But watching this, I was confused. <laughs> just, there was so many characters back and forth, and I'm like. How did they get from this place to that place really quickly? It's like like it's a 12-hour drive, so it's at least on horseback going to take you a week or so. But it looks like from this guy's conversation in the next scene, he's now up there. Have it you looks not like seen it's the next Game day. of Thrones? Oh, man, yeah, they're on a dragon up there. Um, so I didn't get that sort of stuff. The film would have been very good had they 
Hang on, did I just get out saying that people shouldn't be having a go at all these things? Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter? Here I am, yeah, right, pulling right, right. apart. Yeah, Why did I hang on, but story? we're in the segment of... I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what it's called. That, I'm sorry? watching these movies because so you don't have to. Yeah, so you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If, as much as I love to see... Um, oh, God, uh, Margot Robbie on screen. Yes. You know, in this film, she wears some makeup and that, so she's not... You know, she's still very good looking, but she's not like yeah. Margot Robbie good yeah. looking. <clears throat> and in terms of moving the story forward, there's no reason that she needs to be on camera, honestly. Yeah, right. They could have worked that into dialogue and just stayed up in Scotland the whole time. Because this, this is a working title film that they've put a lot of money behind and they've yeah. really banked for it, maybe for Oscars and that, but it just didn't. No. Not going to pan out. No, no. Is, there's too much going on. Yeah. yeah, they stripped it back and and really stayed with what's is it Suarez? Saoirse. 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 <laughs> this is why you're here, mate. This is to get help me with my name. Suarez. Suarez. Um, uh, Saoirse. She they're like she's great. Yeah, she's a great actor. Yeah, and so if they stuck with her, stuck with her story, the story uh, of her brother, and they just kept bringing in in terms of dialogue what's happening with the queen and what she's allowing us to do and kept maybe her um, uh, advisor, I guess, is what he was. You know, yeah. he came in and kept going He's, back uh, and forth. Her, her Tyrion? Yeah, they just kept – well, the, the – um, the Queen Elizabeth's advisor. They yeah. just kept, yeah, her Tyrion sort of thing back up there and just had him come into the story every so often. That had been fine. Kate Blanchett nowhere to be seen? No. No. Anyway. Yeah, there's your problem. Don't watch it. There's no point. There are better things on TV yeah, right. than Mary Queen of Scots. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> wow. It's not often that working title fail like that really. I mean they've yeah. probably got a 80%, 90%. Hit ratio. And I love these style of films, mm. so I'm pretty open to most of them. Yeah. Uh, now, the one that I – the last one. Yep. And it's uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, I'm so glad you watched this yes. for me. Yes. I was hanging to go see this at the cinema. I had a yeah. ticket. I, again, I just couldn't work it out. I just couldn't couldn't quite get, it, get there. Because I, I really don't – to be honest with you, I don't love these two actors. But I've heard nothing but great things about it, or about their acting, of course. So, am, am I watching it? Are we watching it, Sean? Yes. Yes. Uh, wow. Now, there's a obviously with these films, there's a little caveat to those. Yeah, so it's Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant. Yeah. I'm not a, a Melissa McCarthy fan. No, nor am I. But loved her in this. Yep. You know, you know, the the, the McCarthyness still comes through every so often. But she does, uh, you know, she acts well in this, honestly. Yeah, hence her nomination. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so she, she was fantastic. Richard E. Grant, I actually do like. I like yep. him. Um, and I think this is the perfect character for someone like him. Better than Spice World? <laughs> yeah. This is a very good character <laughs> for him. <laughs> um, in terms of story, you know, Melissa McCarthy basically just uh, is somebody who um, she writes books and that, but she she writes like biographies on people, and um, she ends up finding a couple of letters, realizing uh, from authors, realizing that she can actually fake these letters and then start selling them to people. It's based on a true story. That's right. Yeah, I remember the trailer now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so yep, it's based yep. on a true story. Yeah. Uh, and so it's great. It's a really interesting premise, um, and I didn't know much about this story going in. 
it's to me it's old school Oscar bait. Yeah. It is what I said Mary Queen of Scots place. should have been is like strip back just a little bit. Um, two characters yeah. acting. Yeah, acting. Acting yeah. the fuck out of the script. Yeah. Um, Kramer, and, Kramer versus McCarthy. Yeah, yeah so the, the, the caveat to, it, to me saying you should watch it is that if you're of the age, and I certainly was at a point in my life where I didn't like the Oscar bait style of film. Mm. I couldn't get into it. It was a bit too slow for me and, and, and whatnot. And this film could be that for you. Yeah. But if you do like films that uh, do tend to work the Oscars over, then this is it. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. It is slow, but the acting is what you're there for. Okay. Yeah. All right. I might uh, wait for because I still have to rent it, so I might have to wait until it's on Netflix or something and have a look at it for just do it on a Tuesday. Subscription. Two dollar. On Big Pond. It's um, Video Easy Machine up at your uh, up at Westfield. Right. Tuesday, $2. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I want to give them any more money. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, so thanks that's... For that. Thanks for that hard work and the homework you did there, Sean, for us. The, yeah, some of it the was listeners hard. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate your, your time and your service. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, on to catalogue. We'll fly through this because we've yeah, uh, overstayed yeah. our welcome, as we usually do with the first <laughs> section. Um, so catalogue, I knocked over a couple. I've always got a few horrors in there because I love my horrors. So I did um, I did The Exorcist, yeah. the original, 1973. Um, just a freaking amazing film. It's 46 years old. Like 46. It's older than you. Well, no, I'm 46. Prick. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, look, it still packs a real punch. Uh, you know, the first half hour is slow, of course, and probably first 45 minutes. Yeah. Back then, the horror movies were all about the last act. That was where they packed a punch. But, man, I can imagine 46 years ago, you walking out of the cinema after seeing this, you would just be gobsmacked. You just would have went, what the hell did I yeah. just watch? And you yeah. would have said to the very next person you ran into buying a donut, please go watch The Exorcist if you can handle it. If you can handle it, yeah, yeah. go and do it. And then it becomes the number one horror film of all time. Buy bums on seats. It's his number one, uh, not counting inflation. Anyway, <laughs> um, I did my homework. Uh, then I watched uh, Evil Dead, the remake. The oh, new yeah, one. the remake. I just hadn't watched that but you've for seen a while. it before, yeah. Oh, heaps, heaps. I yeah. love it. I've already seen it probably four or five times. Such a great remake, man. If honestly, if we did our top five remakes, this would definitely be my top three. Like, well, since I don't really remember the first because I haven't really seen it, mm. I should watch the remake maybe instead. Maybe it, that will help. So what they wanted to do here is is they wanted to make the hardest hardest horror film they could because when Evil Dead the first one came out, it was hard. You know, it was as far as hardcore. Yeah, uh, and it didn't have that humor that number two and three had, right? Um, so you walked out of Evil Dead, the first one, going, holy crap. Yeah. It was shocking. So what they tried to replicate is that. It was shocking. And to do that in 2014 is pretty impressive. Yeah. And trust me, you watch that remake today and you'll be like, this is hardcore. They take a, a leaf out of French horror and they just <laughs> – The only thing with this, though, the only thing, if you had to say anything, is there's no humor in it. Uh, okay. And Evil Dead has become known for its humor and its TV show and blah blah blah. Anyway, so look, if you can ha- if you can handle it, because I do say it with a caution, because it is hardcore. Um, I highly recommend it if you like your your horror 
hard. Okay. Um, I watched John Wick 1 in prep for John Wick 3, so I've just got to watch John Wick Where did Wick you watch 2. that? Is it on the... Yeah, I watched that. Streamer? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it might have been on Stan. It's in a couple of places at the moment. Okay. But, um, it may have been Foxtel too, so I'm not sure. But um, So I watched Foxtel 1. Uh, Foxtel, <laughs> John Wick 1. I've seen that heaps, of course. But I needed just a nice refresher before yeah. watching 3. So I've just got to knock over 2, which I've seen recently, but I'll watch it again. Yeah. I'll watch it again before I watch number 3. Uh, obviously loved it. Um and the last thing I watched, which was very interesting, it was last night, and you'll you'll appreciate this, is I sat down with my girls and I watched Wild Things. Oh yeah, which I haven't seen for years. Like you and I watched it every weekend almost for when it first came out, um, and then probably a couple of times thereafter. But uh, I just was a bit worried about how it would age because it's on uh, Stan now, isn't it? Or Netflix? Yeah, my, it's on something. I can't yeah, it's on one of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, it's it's still fun. Yeah, it's good. a little bit, a kind of a little bit cheesy, and some of the acting's not the best. But the twists are still there, and the twists are still fun. Yeah, and yeah, I still had a really good time with it, and the girls actually liked it. You know, excellent. I, I'm I'm hanging to see it again because it's so. actually 20 years old. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. And three different noses for Denise Richards. Yeah, in that time. Uh, I mean, she was not, she was amazingly hot in that movie. Like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was. And Neve Campbell's really good in it. Yeah, Neve Campbell, Kevin Bacon, and <sighs> Matt Dillon. Like, and just Matt a Dillon. nice tight cast, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, watched that. What about you and Cat? Uh, yeah, just uh, two back cats. Um, I went. Uh, as you know, I've been going on the journey of finding films that I've always loved and trying to buy them. Yes, yes. So I can keep them You're on again. the hunt. Yep. yep. So I went and bought two because I wanted to show my boys. Yeah. There are th- these films are slightly older than uh, like a six year old can get into, but he does enjoy kind of what I enjoy. Yeah. So that's good. So we watched um, two John Hughes films: um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Very hard to find. Uh, yeah. On digital. Yeah. Oh, on digital. Yeah. yeah. I got it on Blu-ray, so it's great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and Uncle Buck, which I couldn't get it on Blu-ray where I was, and I got it on DVD. Right. Okay. So I've got that. So have you watched them both yet? Yeah. You have? Yeah, okay. I've watched them both, yeah. And how do they stack up today? Because they were classics when they came out. Absolute classics. Yeah. Uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you can see like fairly early on for him, and it's a very stock standard story way he's shot, but there are some great setups in that. Yeah. And they knock it over. Yeah. And uh, but it really is sort of a collection of set up and scenes yeah, and, and gags, yeah, and, yeah, connected together. So I still enjoyed it. The boys kind of enjoyed it, but you know, there wasn't as much there. Whereas Uncle Bark had obviously Kevin the McAllister, kids. yeah, <laughs> in there and kids, and, and and they get that story. Like, um, you know, my six year old understands the you know, parents have to go away, someone comes and looks, looks after you. Like he was getting a lot of that. A lot of the sexual stuff that was happening with the oldest uh, daughter, who's mm. like 15 or something in the film, where she's going out with Bug. Um, and Who plays Bug? Anyone? No, I'm sure yeah. he is someone. No one that I recognise right now. Yeah. but I remember the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's gone on to do plenty of other things. D- and dirty yeah. dancing and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but anyway... I I because I loved Uncle Buck. It's one of my top five films of all time. Uncle Buck. Yeah. And Bobby, 
Yeah, my six-year-old loved it as well. He wants yeah, to see right. it again. Okay. Um, there, are, there are loads of funny scenes in that. Like they do have the setups and the, the knockovers, but it really is strung together really well. There's a lot of heart in it, you know, because you've got yeah. the heart of uh, John, oh, and John Candy. Yeah. Probably my favorite film with John Candy in it. Besides, which a film I'm trying to get, which is the hardest one. It's not John Hughes, but it's um, The Great Outdoors with Dan oh, Aykroyd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I need to see John Candy in that to see if that's my favorite John Candy yes, film. Yes, now. Yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But certainly Uncle Buck s- sticks up to exactly where I thought it was for him. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind because the girls haven't seen those two movies. I wonder whether they be would like them or not. I think Uncle Buck, they would, they would do all right. I think they'd be bored with Planes, Trains. Yeah. Because they, or besides <laughs> your youngest daughter who, you know, um, is learning to catch... Um, public transport of late. Yeah. <laughs> it might have some Respect resonance with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like, um, I don't know if they would understand, not not understand, but sympathise. Yes. With that, so anyway. All right, well, let's move on to our next segment then. Let's do that, shall we? News. It happens. It News, it happens. Jay, what do you got for us? Man, you know how news happens? Yeah, every day, apparently. Well, it happened again. Oh, <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I know it's been like um, 47 days or whatever since our last episodic podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously a lot of news has passed us by. Yes, you know, so, for so example, you... Endgame comes out in four weeks. Oh, hang on. That's been out for two weeks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, I'm just going to skim over some stuff that's uh, highlights for more current news, right? Yeah, and you've sure. mentioned a few things already. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to At the dive top of the in program. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, first thing is Mindhunter Season 2 hits Netflix in August. <sighs> Everyone can... Rest easy tonight. Well, see, I'm deleting uh, Netflix for the rest of the year. Okay. They haven't impressed me in the first half of this year, and I've questioned why I'm paying for their service. Yeah, that's a fair call. That's yeah. a very fair call. I've been a little bit um, less tempted to go on and watch stuff. I've definitely used it less. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fair call. But anyway, I'm definitely going to have it on in August when Mindhunter season I'll two comes out. I have to borrow out. your... Code. <laughs> Account, yeah. All my devices are full, baby. Uh. Um, American Horror Story, I've got to do a little update on that. So season nine uh, of AHS, uh, Rejoice. It's called 1984. You uh. ready for it? It's a throwback and tribute to 80s slashers. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, yes. Yeah. Because they've done every other horror subgenre. Yeah. They've got like, they've had slashes in there, like a little kind of serial killers, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to be a full throwback to 80s slashes. It's called 1984, season nine. And you still haven't seen Halloween, have you? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen The new one? Yeah. Oh, you didn't like it? Yeah, no, I liked it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I didn't love it. I, I just liked it. It was good. Okay, yeah. no, fine. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought it would. Remember, I'm not the, the massive, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Halloween. Okay. I yeah. still, I still enjoy them. But yeah, they still need to do a Freddy remake. Yes, they do. <laughs> With all the CGI you can do these days. Yeah, 
Like the people that are doing it, if they did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And you'd think they could smash it, right? We'll see how yeah. Chucky goes, how Child's Play goes, see how that goes. I reckon that could open the door I'm again. I'm just worried for about it. Like it's not the one that I would have thought they would have started with. Yeah. Chucky definitely looks different, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I mean, when I say I'm worried, I'm hanging to see the film. Yeah. Uh, I just thought there was probably a property better known almost or more safe, safer. Safer bet. Yeah. Because you've only recently had two director video child's plays. Yeah. Yeah. In the last kind of five years or whatever. Um, The only other thing I've got there is uh, Bruce Campbell today came out and said that there are more evil deads on the way. (laughs) So I don't know what that means exactly. I do know that they've finished up stars, have wrapped up um, Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah. There's no more more of those. Yeah. the last Evil Dead we got was the one that we spoke about earlier on, which is a remake. So maybe it's a continuation of that, or maybe it's just another version of Evil Dead with a dude. I'm not sure yet, but either way, this man right here talking on this microphone is very happy. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will be. I mean, I know you've been a big fan of that stuff for a while. Oh, always. Yeah, yeah. Um, so other than that, I've got no other news. I'm happy to go into trailers unless you have... No, no, stuff. no. Go ahead. The main things were yeah, Star Wars announcements and uh, Avatar. Obviously, has been announced uh, that the, you know was it six films or whatever it is, yeah. and the last film comes out when I die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, well, uh, are you you're going to look at box office, aren't you? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll wait yeah. for that. Cool. Uh, so trailers. Um, so the one that I've been anticipating for so long. Yeah. Which was it. Chapter oh, two. Oh, chapter two. Yeah, 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 yeah. First trailer came out. Now, I'm a little bit. This is a movie. I, this is a trailer that I might have to see the second trailer to. Have you seen the trailer yet? Uh, I. Oh, uh, yeah. It's basically like most One of the scene. trailer is a scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hate it when they do this. Like, yeah. I just. I just want to see little bits of the film. Give me some tone, right? Yeah. I guess that one scene does. Yeah. And the one scene that you've seen, they show for about a minute and a half. It's of the very trailer good. Is great. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't want to see that as a trailer. I want to see that in the movie, in the context of the movie, right? Yeah. I just want to see flashes of stuff, you know. But the way they do this trailer is it's a minute and a half or minute forty-five of one scene with uh, Beverly. Yep. Um, and it's great. It's very Conjuring-esque. Um. And then they have like a flashes of – there's a hundred flashes that go for the next 30 seconds, like really quick flashes, and then that's it, done. Yeah. So I haven't really learned too much about the film. But that's fine. I mean, you if you've seen the first one, you're seeing this one. Oh, 100%. So they probably don't have to. like. No, they don't, but I just wanted to see more of – James McAvoy and Bill Hatter doing the adult. But now you have to go pay your money to go and do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, know another trailer's going to come out and they'll tell, tell you everything, right? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, I'm just very excited, I guess. So I know was, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, th- the thing of it this way, like by the time you get to see the film, you are, <laughs> you are going to like, have the greatest time Yeah. before you walk in. Correct. <laughs> then what happens after that? Who knows? Well, yeah, it's in their hands, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another one is uh, Maleficent 2 came out in the trailer with uh, Angelina Jolie and Say Al Fanning. Melissa. Maleficent. So I said it right the first time. Say it again. No. <laughs> Maleficent. 
I don't know if it's right or right, but yeah. I can see you having trouble with it. No, so. the first time I was fine, you rocked, Wait, say you it again. rocked my boat. You say it. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I've never seen the film. <laughs> I think it's because every time I look at it on the on the page, I'm like, I can't say that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Maleficent 2 was right the first time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the trailer came out. Yeah, it looks good. It looks exactly like another entry into the Maleficent franchise. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, <clears throat> the other trailer I watched was uh, Midsummer. Have you seen Midsummer? Uh, is it? Yeah, is that what it is? Is that what it's Midsummer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what in my head I was like, it's Midsummer. Yeah, it looks like Soma, but it's it's a take on Midsummer's Dream, um, and mid, yeah, Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. I just I watched the trailer this morning, actually. Yeah, right. So yeah. this is um, um, Ab Astor's um, Ari Astor, sorry. Yeah. Ari? yeah. Ari. Yeah. Ari Astor, sorry. Um, his next follow-on from the movie of uh, that he did last, which was uh, the Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. Um, which I loved. People hated and loved. You know, yeah. It was a very polarizing film. So I'm looking forward to this because at least it engages, you know, evokes emotion, which we said once before on the show. Yeah. Tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like uh, the trailer's good. I like the trailer. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I did. I love the trailer. Really it invokes it. a little bit, um, although even creepier, it invokes uh, sort of the village right. sense with uh, M. Night. I'm so glad you said that because my I, I've written down a few. Uh, watch it if you like kind of things. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And these are the three films that I think it's like. It's a cultish, uh, the village meets witch meets get out. Yeah. Somewhere there. Somewhere there, yeah. Yeah. Obviously you could say Hereditary as well, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm excited by and this. And after seeing Hereditary, you, you would feel that the um, the gripping moments could be like, Choking really yeah, <laughs> around yeah, your yeah. neck, uh, so I, I'm actually looking more forward to this film than I was for Hereditary. Okay, yeah, cool, I didn't. Cool. I, I just went to Hereditary just because of Tony Collette, really. Yeah, uh, and because I've heard heard some noise about it, but uh, knowing that style and seeing the trailer, I, I'm in. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so he's, he could be one to watch. He's quite exciting. Mm. You know, just what I've, what we've talked about here a lot and all night uh, is. This massive resurgence of horror. Yeah. It's, it's having a bloody honeymoon again or something. Like it's – we're having some great – we're being spoiled with great horror TV. Uh, we've got horror movies that come out that are really fresh and original. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just great. It's a great time to be a horror fan. Yeah. You know, and then you're getting these remakes like It and, you know, it's just fantastic. I saw this like English – uh, trailer this morning, I think it was English, where these people go for a little um, cruise on some sort of lake and then these kind of swamp monsters come out that are like humans with melted skin and, and start eating them and stuff. I've got to find it and get not it to you. Swamp Thing, the TV show. No, no, no. This looks like it's you know, B Heart. grade. and Heart B. Yeah. And I thought J- this is what Jay would have loved growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I'll find it for you <laughs> and said it. Um, uh, oh, yeah, box office. Want to do box office? Um, trailer came out this morning. Oh, yeah. So the dead don't die. This is the not safe for work trailer. <laughs> Was that what's not yeah. safe for work? What's that? I don't know. Oh, it said NSFW. Oh, did it? 
that's what, which I'm thinking, well, it couldn't be nudity because it's not really a nudity thing. Show, oh, right. So The Dead Don't Die is a zombie film with a massive cast. Yeah, um, huge. Directed by an art house director. Um, Jim Jamush. Jim Jamush, yeah. yeah. And, uh, the, yeah, the trailer came out. So did you watch that? I did. I watched the teaser, but I haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the trailer. Oh, it looks um, like oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm hanging now. Right. Oh. It, it, there, there are elements of Shaun of the Dead uh, in there. The first yeah. half of the trailer is kind of, as you would imagine, uh, Jim Joe Moose's uh, a bit of um, dialogue, oh, it's a bit quirky, yeah. and but kind of funny at the same time. And then all of a sudden it hits into its zombie apocalypse sort of thing. And, yeah, it just comes out with, to me, it feels like Shaun of the Dead type jokes. Yeah, cool. So, um, and you've got Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, and Adam Driver, who I'm... Massive fan. Oh, I'm a now. big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Hey, listen, Bill Murray, you probably forget this, man. Bill Murray was in Wild Things. He plays he plays the lawyer, the dodgy lawyer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. so good, you know. Before he had grey hair. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just uh, that that was a great trailer to see this morning. Trying to keep it away from the kids. Yeah. What I'm are you gonna, watching? I'm gonna, watch that. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that after the pod. <laughs> Uh, box office. Want to do what box office? We'll just do US, mm. but there's a fair bit to talk about. So um, obviously, Avengers Endgame is number one. Yep. So let's talk about that quickly. Um, it did 63 million dollars in its third week, right? So still big bickies. Yeah. Um, it's now got a US domestic total of 723 million dollars, um, and a worldwide total of 2.5 billion. Now let me put that all into context for yeah. you. Domestic at seven hundred and twenty-three million puts it in at number three film of all time, uh, behind Avatar, and this one surprised me a bit. Avatar's the number two domestic U.S. domestic. Oh right, yeah. Number one is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, nine hundred and something million before people turned. Right. <laughs> yeah, before the Last Jedi. Um. Yeah, that was uh, anyway. So Which I loved, it. by the way. The yeah, last I, Jedi. I like so, it yeah. a lot. Um, then in the worldwide rankings, it's number two behind, of course, Avatar, um, but it's ahead of Titanic, and it's two hundred and eighty-eight million dollars behind Avatar. So if we do worldwide. the math worldwide, yeah. right? So it's going to beat Avatar. It will. Because yeah. if it did $63 million in US alone last week, that'll probably go to 30-odd million next week, $35 million. Then worldwide's going to be another, you know, $50 million. Yeah. So it'll, it'll I reckon it'll, it'll get to... Um, Within two weeks. Yeah, with, uh, to Avatar. Yeah. Um, you, do you have the top 10 list just happen to be in front of you? Um, might have a look. Just because my question is, uh, out of the top 10... How many of those top 10 are sequels and based on a property? Um, Not a like fresh original. Yeah. yeah, because I just wanted to say that for some reason, Avatar gets a lot of shit. Yeah. And like you said before, tall, tall poppy syndrome. Tall poppy, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like this film doesn't have an original IP. It's not ba- It's not sequel yeah. or anything like that. It was a film created and made by film people. Yep. For pure entertainment. For pure for entertainment. Yeah. And it's number one and film. It was, it was a um, technical breakthrough. And it's yeah. 3D. And, yeah. And, and, and that's the other thing. Like a lot of people went to see it because of the technical aspect. And you know, yeah. 
You could argue if it was in 2D, it wouldn't have reached the heights that it did. But the thing was, that was just part of the film. It did. It's funny. Normally when you look, when you answer the question you just asked, normally it's full of, um, you know, source properties, sequels, franchises, yeah. blah, blah, blah. There's hardly any in there except for Pokemon and Avengers. It's actually got a, quite an original top ten at the moment. Pokemon? Oh, no, I meant of all time. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry, man. I, I thought you meant this week's box No, office. no, no, no. There's always going to be, uh, sorry, sequels and that. No, I meant, sorry. I oh, not, man. All the time. There would be zero in there. Let's, um, let's have a look. Yeah. Just to give Avatar, like, let's the reason why. Let's do worldwide because Avatar's number one. Yeah. Um, Avengers, no. Titanic, yes. Titanic's based Although on a, it's still on a story. Based on, yeah. Yep. So it, it, it's a, there's a property there. Okay, yep. Star Wars, no. Avengers, no. Jurassic World, no. Marvel, Avengers. <laughs> it's all the Avengers. Uh, no, uh, Furious 7, no. Can <laughs> you believe Fast and Furious oh, 7 is in number nine of number all nine. time? Yeah. Uh, and Avengers. Avengers, <laughs> all the four Avengers are in the top ten, ten. films of all time. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... We got our, uh, we got Avengers Endgame. And who said cinema was dying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's a massive debate that one. <laughs> it is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is. It's not dying, but but subgenres are dying. Subgenres. Oh yeah. yeah, because yeah. But uh, I guess you can find them on digital, right? That's, That's right. You can go out and watch. Can you f- forgive me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu number two, yep. week one, fifty-four million dollars. Okay. So I think that'd be well. They might have wanted more, but I think that's a fairly good result. Yep. Yeah. Um, Especially with Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, trailer coming out a few weeks ago. Yeah. And as soon as it came out, uh, people started having a go at why Sonic had teeth. Yeah. And from what I understand, they're changing it. They're changing it. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, number three is the hustle. So the hustle is uh, Rebel Wilson and Hathaway. It's that loose kind of take on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Uh, so it did thirty million in week one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Intruder, uh, the Intruder. Sorry, did seven million dollars in its second week. It's now twenty one point five million dollars. I really want to see that. It's a thriller with Dennis Quaid and Megan Good. So yeah, it's right my cry guy. <laughs> but I yeah. won't be crying to him this time. <laughs> uh, he's a bad guy, you reckon? Oh, it's in the trailer. No, it's in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number five is uh, Long Shot with uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's kind of like a fear. Yeah, right. That's how it comes across in a trailer. It's cool. like just an older older man fear. Nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlize Theron and did 6.2 million after two weeks. So it's only up to 19 million. So that's a bit of a DOA. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as you and I know, it'll find itself on, on home entertainment very, very well. It's yeah. a perfect Friday, Saturday night renter. Yeah. That's all oh. I've got for box office and news. It did happen. It did happen. <laughs> well, we're going to move on quickly to, uh, hey, that's in my top five. Hey, that's in my top five. Hey, man, that's in my top five. Yeah, so today's top five topic. Yes, what is it, Jason? 
Well, it's cult films. Yes, finally we're here. Yeah. 31 um, episodes to get to cult. <laughs> it's an interesting top five and a lot will come out of it for me. But the reason why we wanted to do this is we wanted to pin it to uh, loosely, loosely to yeah. uh, John Wick 3. Now, yeah. you might be asking, well, they're fan, no, not coming. It has big relationship. But interesting story is um, John Wick 1, because it's a massive little, no, massive little, it's a, <laughs> that's an oxymoron. Um, it's a massive uh, property now, trilogy, you know, it's making a lot of money. The first movie, John Wick, only actually made $43 million, um, which, you know, I mean, it's still nothing to be sneezed at, but it's, it's you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's seems smaller than, than what the property is today. Yeah. So it grew on and found itself even more so on, on home entertainment in rental and, and retail and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the second one went on to do $70 million. You know, yeah. So it grew another $30 million, right? Yeah. So now it's a, it's a commercial success, but it had a cult following way back in John Wick 1. You know? Yeah. Do, do you think that... Um the cult following has come along with the cult following of Keanu Reeves in two instances on, uh, where on YouTube there was one where he was on the train and he gave up his seat for some, for like an, I don't know, an elderly lady or something like that. Mm. Um, but he was riding the train for the first thing and he got up and gave his seat to this, this woman and it was all filmed secretly. <laughs> like yeah. You could say he was behind the guy's shirt yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was really good. Um, and then... Um, Oh, what was the second one? Oh, and then the the footage of him training, mm. shooting, and he was just hammering. Yeah, the the he shot. Could have entered the Olympics. He got that good. Yeah, Look, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, maybe the second one for sure because you know, let's face it, the demographic for this um, these this genre or this um, trilogy is definitely uh, you know action orientated. Yes. You know? um, so maybe the nice gesture on the train probably didn't tick everyone's. Fox, who's an action fan, but anyway, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it a, well, it was a really nice. Uh, no, but Keanu Reeves is now known I as like, like action films and be nice. Keanu Keanu Reeves is really known as this like top bloke now. Yeah. Rather than just you know an, an actor who does things for sure, but then he goes out and does reasons. knock knock. You know, like <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, you're about to say this is a cult film and you love him and you, you're hanging for number three. Yeah, you're tearing him down. I'm not tearing him down. Oh god, then build him up by the cup. <laughs> so what determines a, a cult film? Because it can be a little bit grey, right? Yeah. So we have got to be yeah. You know, again, this is our my, my our my top five, so we can do what we want anyway. But for those out there listening who are wondering, for me there's a couple of categories. One is it's a movie that starts starts soft, you know, um, like with a smaller audience and then finds a larger, larger audience over time. That's one way of looking yeah. at a cult film. Second one might be, a, might be a little cheap indie, a little engine that could yeah, that finds a larger audience than what it was made for, you know what I mean? Yeah, The, the production budget. Yeah. Or it could be simply just a movie that you watch over and over and over again that no one else gives a shit about, yeah. but it's important to you. Yep. And, you know, that's, I guess, a cult within your library, right? Yeah. So they're kind of my three categories. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to no, that. No, I'm happy with those. Happy yeah. with that? Yeah, yep. okay, happy with cool. those rules. So that's kind of what we you know, fit our top five in. And I think I've just given you – I want to give you a few classic examples, right, that will probably not be in our top five. I know Sean. I also know myself. Yeah. And so classic cult films would be, you know, that cover most genres would be things like uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
yep. which uh, has just become taking on a life of its own these days. Yeah. With, you know, still screening on the big screen and event screenings and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, people singing and dancing in the aisles and yeah, things like crazy, that. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, the big oh, oh, and a, um, a theatre show. Yes, yeah. You yeah, know, like exactly. other things. Ba- yeah. Yeah. Broadway, yep. Uh, Big Lebowski is a, a movie that didn't do that well at the box office but just became a, a repeat watcher to all those fans that love that uh, love that stuff. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, obviously yeah. uh, we've talked about that before and that was an absolute massive cult classic, you know, the become a cult classic, yeah. and not only in the film itself but in pop culture and merchandise. And, oh, um, crazy, yeah. Yeah. Jack, Jack the Pumpkin King. And just for some Aussies out there that you'll appreciate this one, going deep catalogue here, is Bad Boy Bubby. <laughs> See, I, I, the reason I, uh, it's not in any of my lists mm. is because you forced me to watch that when I started at the... Um, <laughs> it was part of your training. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> and you were like, just beware, there's a scene with a cat in a plastic bag. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, this spry 17-year-old kid watching an 18-year-old film. Watched it, I came back and was like, is this what films do these days? Like, I've never seen anything like it. This is disgusting. Yeah, 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 exactly. But we got asked for that movie so much yeah. in, um, on VHS, you know, and yeah. it was a crazy cult classic, uh, Aussie And at least I knew what I was handing out then. Correct. <laughs> you know, yeah, when people yeah. ask for it. Yeah. All right, so how do you want to do this, bra? Do you want to do uh, honourables or go straight into top five? What do you want to do? I'll just go to top five just in case any honourables are in our top five. Okay, fives. cool. Done. Yeah. Uh, how about you start? Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so my number five uh, is a film that's <laughs> I'm going to give this, this reason I give. You'll be like, why isn't this number one? Is a reason why I fell in love with filmmaking in general, oh, yes. and why I wanted to like eventually, you know, be a director or a writer, and that is Pulp Fiction. Right. Because yep. pretty easy. Oh, it's um, an absolute cult classic. Yeah. <laughs> no question about uh, it. I, I don't really have to explain that. Arguably number knows. one in most people's eyes, I yeah. would think. You know, yeah. But what it meant to me it was probably the most adult thing I had seen at that point, yeah. and uh, it didn't seem so. Yeah. You know, it was cool. Uh, a lot of the dialogue. In fact, I went from seeing Pulp Fiction, and I took uh, two scenes: Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen, the path that a righteous man is beset on all sides by the equities of the selfish <laughs> and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he by the name. <laughs> I, go, oh, I can go on all day. <laughs> uh, I took that, and I took uh, the chat about um, France and the um, che- uh, royal uh, cheese. El, 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 yeah, El, El Royal with cheese. Yep. Um, and I did both of those for my English class drama. Right. Yeah, and I got top marks like for both monologue. of them. Yeah. And then for the Ezekiel 2517, because he shoots at the <coughs> end, spoilers, shoots the guy dead at the end, I had my father's um, athletics starters pistol oh, tucked nice. in a spool on my back. I didn't tell anyone I was going to do it. <laughs> and as soon as I got to the end, I was like the caps that go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just pulled it out and it was double shot. Bang, bang. And yeah. everyone's like, <gasps> yeah, I got really in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, sure. But I got top marks. Yep, good. Yeah. Nice, man. <laughs> nice. Now, one thing I noticed when I did my top five, which is really interesting, is my top five consists of five films that are pretty much in my top ten films of all time. Mm. Right? Something I also discovered. Yeah, so I'm like, this, oh, yeah. wow, hang on. 
Like, you know, and there's some grey to whether they're cult or not, but, I mean, for the most part they are in one reason or another. But, yeah, most of them were in my top six or seven films. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that says about me. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Well, the other thing I noticed was that a lot of the films were um, 80s to 90s. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. As in, like, I was going through all these lists of big cult films and whatever, and a lot of the ones in those lists were around that sort of our childhood era. Mm. And I was like, maybe, like, like now, it's all Marvel films. Yes. They're on the top ten of all time. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be something in 30 years' time when so the people look back going, oh, cult, that's... Cult classic? Yeah, that two. was all us. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe a cult, but maybe that was all, you know, all of us. Cult maybe happened because of our generation. Mm. Or the generation, I guess, before us who created those films for us. So my number five uh, is... Um, Interestingly, probably my most commercial film, but you'll get it. So my number five is Scarface. Yeah, right. Right. So it did $45 million when it was released, which is, you know, it's pretty decent. It was a $25 million budget, and uh, this movie has just found a life of its own well after well after cinema. So this is probably my most grey film, to be honest, um, as far as cult goes. But it's no question that it's still a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Al Pacino. Uh, I just love this film. I really just think it's when, when I think of epic, sprawling epics of a character study. This, this is, is the film that yeah. you know, sprawls over 30, 40 years or whatever. It's crazy. And the, it's been um, shown in many other films. Oh, reference yeah. to. And, exactly, right? Yeah. But yeah, and it's also a movie I can go back to um, quite a lot, you know. And uh, yes, that's my number five. My number four is The Princess Bride. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I thought that would be up there for you. Yeah. Uh, because I think my comedy, my personal comedy, tends to lend towards uh, a lot of what, like, very silly in yeah. that respect um, and, a lot, and very wordy, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, when the whole <laughs> switching of the cups goes around. Yeah. You know, the whole explanations of why it should be that he would drink this because he switched that and then he switched that and then you know that I know that you know that sort of stuff I yeah. love that when you're just talking shit yeah that's great <laughs> it's keep, fun you keep dragging her on and... yeah 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 uh, and that happens a lot in it um, my number four is is absolutely the quintessential cult classic has to be in there for why me why is it number one um, quintessential because it's my top five. Oh, okay. But is, if you thought I of forgot those yours, I forgot those. If you thought, if you had to put, <laughs> if you looked up cult in the dictionary next to um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, <laughs> mm. there would be a Clockwork Orange. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yep. And that is my number four. So this movie, amazingly, this is real cult. This movie yeah. did uh, cost two million dollars to make, yeah, and made two million pound in the UK. English film, didn't do anything in the US. Oh. And it was probably banned. And yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It was a band around the world. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it didn't even make his money back, really. Yeah. And uh, But it's an absolute, it's Stanley Kubrick for crying out loud. And, yeah. And so I, as well, I think we've told the story on this uh, podcast before, we had some VHS copies of it at our video store, yeah. but it got recalled off the shelf because it was banned. We couldn't rent it out. So it was just sitting under the counter 
um, of our video store for for years. And yeah, we just co- kind of watch it here and there, take yeah. it home and watch it, literally. Uh, and that's how I that's how I found a Clockwork Orange. And you know, the way that the Clockwork Orange works is the first half is just a menacing, you know, ugly look at society, and then you could just call it exploitation. You know, it's just unnecessary. But then the second half of the movie is all about redemption, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you have a wonderful twist, like a smart twist at the end of the film. Like it's actually a really smart film. If you just watch the first half hour and don't go on, yeah, you're, you're like, this is just shit. It's yeah. rubbish. But it's actually not. It's no. there for a, a reason. So you can this, this part two pays off, right? Anyway, so yeah, number four for me is definitely a clock. I've got my Kubrick collection there ready to go again at yeah. some point. Um, they're, they're, they're tough to go through, but gee, they're rewarding. Like as far as filmmaking goes, wow. We spoke about our TV before, and obviously, yeah. what's what's the connection between Clockwork Orange and Entourage? Oh yeah, um, um, I've gone blank. What's his name? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Ma- Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, 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 yeah. as Terence. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, and it's funny because until you said just then, um, uh, uh, Clockwork Orange, I was like. Of course, that's where Terence is from. Yeah, because yeah. you know you look at him and I'm like, I know your eyes. Malcolm McDowell was massive in the '60s and early '70s. Like, yeah, he was, was a he? big actor. Yeah, he was very, very big. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm number three now. Yep. Uh, and uh, I introduced you to this film. You would have discovered it anyway. So I'm not trying of to course, claim yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, this was something that definitely was close to to my heart, um, and uh, <laughs> terrorism. And it, yeah, yeah, and it just <laughs> it just hit the right spot, the right time, at the, the right, right time. age. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that movie is. I think the world needed that film, this film at this time. Yeah, and mm. that movie is Fight Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, people love this film so much that I read before that somebody has gone and digitally removed Brad Pitt from the whole film, and. Right. So, so therefore, you just see Edward Norton talking to himself. Yeah, right. Which is basically what he's doing. What he's doing. Yeah. Um, wow. And I'd, I'd actually be really interested in seeing that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, look, everyone's seen this film. If you yeah. haven't seen Fight Club, get out there. Yeah. I can't tell you about it because no one talks about Fight Club. There's one thing interesting about Fight Club, though, that we have to pre-warn everyone who hasn't seen it if you haven't seen it so maybe some of the younger audiences this is pre-2001 9-11 oh yeah and that's what's interesting this movie is pretty much the, the core of the story is, is terrorism right yeah. there's a lot more going on than just that but that's a core part of the a core theme but it's pre-2009-11 um, um, how that movie plays today is is quite Interesting. It's quite kind of harsh to watch. It was always harsh to watch, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's just um, – it's an unusual watch today because it's post 9-11, I guess, and then what the world we live in is, let's face it, shit as far as <laughs> terrorism goes. There's always been um, forms of terrorism, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway, just one facet of that movie the last time I watched it, I went, oh, okay. this is interesting, That'd be interesting watching yeah. this, you know. But um, like I will say to anyone – you need to watch Fight Club the second time first. So in other words, <laughs> that first time you watch that movie, you'll be yeah. like, what is going on? What? Yeah. And that's why that's why it's a classic cult movie because, you know, the fifth time you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah. I just got something there. Oh, yeah. oh, and there are still things that you get as yeah. you. And the girls and I are ready to do Fight Club again. Yeah. But it's one of those movies that you just got to prep yourself for a bit. You can't just go, oh, let's whack it on. It's yeah. like, okay. 
How about next Thursday night? <laughs> We will pop on Fight Club. Oh, yeah. you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, cool. We've got a week and a half to set to get ready for it. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. It's the kind of film yeah, it is. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't disagree. Uh, my number three, we've mentioned this movie a lot tonight, um, I guess, but man, this is an absolute classic cult film. And the actual fact, all three films of this uh, franchise are, and that's mine is Evil Dead. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I've always known you to be Evil Dead. Yeah. Like if someone has had to said, <laughs> quickly tell me Jason's like one one film in his top ten. I got to get Evil Dead, and, and, and you know there. you're safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's definitely um definitely my top ten. Yeah, this movie was made for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, right. And um, a, a, a wheelchair. Well, with a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Will Barrow. <laughs> Will Barrow. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, wheelchair. Who Will Barrow? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah so and it made it made two point four million dollars, which is nothing. Like, like shit, right? Oh, yeah. I guess it's sorry. It's a good return for the for the uh, uni students at the time. But in the overall scheme of things, if you if you said to a twenty year old today, twenty five year old, how much did Evil Dead make? That'd be like, I don't know, 50 million, 60 million, yeah. 70 million. No, 2.4 million. <laughs> yeah. But now it's this massive entity, you know, that, that a lot of a lot of horror fans just love and, and adore. And, yeah. and I'm one of them. I know you love part three that yeah, may yeah. or may not come yeah. up somewhere. But um, and but part, even part two is a cult classic. Yeah. Every single one of them are completely different entries. And yeah. as a result, they're all cult. That's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Anyway, I won't harp on about Evil Dead anymore. Would it be interesting to look at if you've had a cult film, whether you consider the sequels to be cult just by association, or whether they have to then go on to be cult? I think, I think Evil Dead trilogy is a special example where each individual one of them are cult in their own right. Yeah. Because well, you're a classic example. Yeah. You loved Part Three. That would be considered a, a favorite cult film. Yeah, for yeah, you. yeah, definitely. You haven't even seen Part One. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering if the rules, what the rules would be around it, you know. We'll have to look at the uh, rule book. (laughs) Uh, Right, so my number two is a film by Richard Linklater. Ooh. Um, Uh, Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what this one is, yeah. Uh, Just because... Yeah, good one, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) man, I just, I've, I've seen this probably in the last three years, I sh- I've shown it to a um, a class that I had because uh, you know when I so for people that don't know my background when I was uh, in 2010 I went to England and I started working at a private school and in 2016 I came back to Australia so in that time I got to see a group of young boys come in at uh, sort of 13 years old yeah. and then graduate high school in a private school. Uh, in a boarding house, which I was there with them all the time, so you get to know them really well. Just think, Dead Poet Society. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much. Okay, my captain, my captain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get to see young men leave, and in the boarding house, I got to know them so well. And I said, "Look, before you guys leave, I need to show you this film." Uh, you haven't even said the title of the uh, film yet. I was just about to do it. Yeah, you right. interrupted. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> you've told this story on the pod before, and that but not, but we've got new pit listeners. Um, and uh, that film, not that it's been ruined by Jason, uh, the whole thing. Can we start again? <laughs> uh, is uh, dazed and confused. You are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dazed and confused. Um, 
Yeah, look, it has a lot of big actors in it. Matthew McConaughey, Ben Affleck, mm. people to, to mention that today. Um, but why, why do I feel that Eric Stoltz was in that? Um, oh, no, I'm feeling there was a ginger in there. Who was, who was the ginger? Ron Howard? No. Um, no, not Ron Howard. Um, Eric Stoltz might have been... I don't remember. It's going to bug me. I'm going to do that. No, no, yeah, fine, do it, yeah. Um, But this film left me with lots of lines to use. It just made me, uh, I don't know if it made me miss high school, but it makes me, it reminds me of my upbringing. I'm not saying that what happened in the movie happened in my upbringing, but this film became such a part of my life that when I see it, I have happy feelings. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch this again. I saw it a long, long time ago. So it wasn't a cult classic for me because I never really did repeat watches. Ah, right. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, I yeah. think you need to We watch this over and over and over. Yeah. And as I said, my, my favourite line from the whole thing is Slater, the uh, absolute mushroom head uh, drugo who's st- standing up on this um, big tower looking across the city. And he's like, just imagine, man, how many people out there just going at it. Just fucking, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's such a simple... I've thought line, of that. <laughs> huh? I've thought of that exact thing yeah. before. And that's, but that's the thing. Like, I think that's why it's so good is because it's relatable. The different characters in this film are relatable. And it just goes through the whole sort of 24-hour period of a school being let out into the school party that night into the after effects of the morning. Hmm. Yeah, and you can relate to so many of the characters in this film. Yeah, I'm going to have to do this film again, yeah. definitely. I'm going to just write it down. It's a little slow. That's sure. all I'll give is yeah. it's a little slow now, but it's still worth it. Still worth it. My number two is uh, is interesting and on paper controversial, but oh, I'll right. tell you right now that it's not. My is it two, the film with James Franco and Seth Rogen about North Korea? <laughs> the interview Yeah That was controversial <laughs> How'd you know? Oh, I'm sorry Did I interrupt your yeah. flow? <laughs> uh, you're the problem with flow Not me <laughs> um, So number two is uh, Shawshank Redemption mm, okay. Right I knew And I'm glad you gave me that reaction yeah. Because most people out there Will be going yeah, I get what you're going to say. Yeah, it's the biggest film it of all time. It was made for $1.2 million and it made $3.4 million. Who's saying that? Me or yeah. the audience? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so for those who weren't around for Shawshank, it's an amazing film in the fact that it's, um, it was a $25 million film uh, to make, which is you know, a fair budget back then. Yeah. It actually only did $28 million, which is like really as nothing. For the movie that it is today... Yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to say there, I guess, is not a lot of people saw it at the cinemas compared to the size of the film it is today. And as Sean and I have said on this podcast many times, mm. there was one film that was asked about <laughs> over the counter more than any in the video store, like, yeah. like 200 times more than any other film, and that's Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I mean, people didn't ask me for that one. They, the most asked for was the... Um Sure, Wank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Redeeming, <laughs> re- redeeming Shore. Have you got? Yeah, yeah. Shank Shore. Yeah, Shank Shore. Shank Shore. Yeah, it, it was, uh, and it really found itself on home entertainment and, and VHS at the time. Uh, 
Yeah. And it's a movie I can watch over and over again. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, yeah. one day and then watch it the next again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, it wasn't a big film at the time. It really found itself after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it became an absolute favorite in most people's. If you ask name? anyone. Andy Poufrane, Dufrain? Dufrain, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's so big that you still, I still remember the, his yeah. name and stuff. Well, so much impact, right? And I reckon if you asked a group of 50 people who were over, I'm going to say 40 years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just a number. Ask 50 people any age over 40, I reckon Shawshank. Redemption would be in the top 10 films of like 90% of those people. Yeah. That's weird, right? Yeah. Anyone who's been to a video store mm. as part of their life. Mm. Probably maybe a little bit um, male um, skewed because it is about a male relationship maybe. You know, yeah. Um, in that. Anyway, but yeah. Um, no, number two for me, I just think it's uh, an absolute cult classic. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. That's good. And for those who don't know... <laughs> This was a, I mean, everyone knows this, but just in case, this is a Stephen King novella, right? Yeah. Called uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption is what it's based off. Rita Hayworth? Yeah. So Rita Hayworth was it, is Was a, it one of those ones written under Stephen King or was it written by... No, it was Stephen King, yeah, but cool. it was a novella. It was a short story. Oh, is that what a novella <clears throat> is? Yeah. I and, know that. And Rita Hayworth without saying too much about the film, in case you haven't seen it. Because younger people may not have seen it. Please yeah. go watch it. It's yeah. a long movie. You need patience, but the payoff is 100%. Yeah. So Rita Hayworth is a poster that of a famous actress back in the 40s. Uh, he, um, Andy Dufresne yeah. <laughs> has a poster of Rita Hayworth in his prison cell. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Well, number one. Is no surprise because this gentleman has gone on to create a whole career based around uh, his own sort of films World. and knowledge of um, you know, pop culture and all that sort of stuff. And that is uh, Clerks, Kevin Smith being the director. Yes. But Kevin Smith has become his own being, you know, now. Um, oh, it's his own little um, Ask You Averse. <laughs> yeah, he's Ask You Averse, yeah. yeah. But, and the thing is, um, it's funny because every single one of his films could actually be classed as cult classics. Well, I've got to slash Morats just yeah. because Morats but, was... But man, it doesn't get more cult than Clerks. Yeah. I mean, that is a quintessential as well. Yeah. And the thing is, you go back and watch it today, which I have uh, only about a month ago, and you, you, you see, like, it's black and white, four by nine. Four by three. Four by three. It could have been four by nine. <laughs> um, and the acting is not particularly great. Yep. Uh, all these things. It's yet, all about the dialogue and the script. Yeah, and, and you're thinking about this the whole time, but yet f you're 15 minutes in and you're like, I'm just I'm digging this story. Yeah. Whatever's going on right now, because you don't know like what the fuck's happening here. What's going on is just awesome. We liken it to QT's first film of Reservoir Dogs, right? Like it's yeah. just, you know, it's low budget, but you're like, What's going on here? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's very funny and uh, yeah, a lot of the jokes uh, I hadn't ever really heard before, like the, how crude they were, especially because mm. the guy next door was always watching porn or, or something like that. I just – it hadn't quite hit me that way before. Now, obviously, he's wrapped film, uh, filming on Jane, Silent Bob. Yeah, the uh, reboot. reboot. 
Um, do you think, because you know him more than most because you listen to all his podcast stuff, yeah. do you think he'll do anything else after this? Like do you think there's a Clerks 3 on the so, table or a Morats 2? Or... So he, for What's the last two years, has had Morats 2 and Clerks 3 up to go. That's what I thought. And he had people, more as two he announced, uh, at, and he was signing people on, saying, oh, this person signed on, that person signed on, whatever. But it always fell down at the last hurdle. And he never spoke about it ever falling down. He just sort of let it go by the wayside, never spoke about it. Um, then he had his heart attack, and he came out saying, I need to do a film that says goodbye. Yeah, something, right. Yeah, and that's why he... he um, that's why he's so emotional about it when in the um, in the um, outtakes and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, um, so he said that in the original um, film, was it uh, Jane Silver Bob Strike Back? Yeah. They had something like twenty-two cameos, and they all look look at that in the credits and all that sort of stuff. Like you know, take. Uh, um, Takeouts. <laughs> what am I talking about? Outtakes. Outtakes. God, takeouts. Uh, sponsored by our frothy today. Oh God. The Matilda Bay beer is beautiful. <laughs> he said in this one they've hit around fifty. Wow. He said, yeah, and he said that the people would say the exact same thing after they'd fly in, and also the other one was shot in Hollywood, so people were there. They could just roll out of bed and film. This one was in New Orleans. So people yeah. had to fly in and, and lots of the stuff, but they'd put them up or whatever. But he's like, everyone would say the same thing when they left. <laughs> I'm really glad you're alive, man. Oh, you yeah. know? And he said that that's why he realized he could get everybody because he was asking people, and like, yeah, we'll come down. Yeah, of course. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? And Chris Hemsworth is going to be part of it. Oh, no way. Yeah. And it, like, so he took his time out of his uh, Avengers schedule to come down and, and do one day with him. Nice. Yeah, and, and all and all feedback so far is that he was hilarious. Yeah, awesome. So uh, look, I'm I'm really hanging for it. And I if, reckon what he's done, not knowing the story you just told me, is I reckon he's probably um, melded a little bit of Clerks Three, More Rats Two, and what he was working on with James Allen Bob reboot probably, yeah. into one, just in case you can't greenlight the others because it does feel like it could be like this grand tribute to all of his films. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 as he says, it's no um, like big twist turn or anything like that. It's a carbon copy of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where Jay and Silent Bob need to go and stop a film being made about their yeah, um, blunt man and chronic. <laughs> Whereas this one is the exact thing. We need to go back and stop the reboot. Yeah, sounds great. I can't wait. Um, you got to be a fan of that stuff, but if you are, it's it's magic. Yeah, yeah, and I believe it's coming out later this year. Yeah, cool. From what I understand. Yeah, cool. So, um, nice man. My number one's an easy one. We've already talked about it, um, but yeah, it's Fight Club for me as well. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it, yeah. It just um, it. <laughs> it <laughs> He's tearing up, everybody. He's tearing up. <laughs> it oozes just like my soap bar, Fight Club soap bar that got squashed. It oozes cold, <laughs> <laughs> and every time I watch this, I get something else from it, and uh, just everything about this film is brilliant. Yeah. As far as filmmaking goes, directing, acting, twists, stories, layers, yeah. meanings, hidden meanings, you know. Intercut I found shots. an oracle in there somewhere and a cock, yeah, a cock shot. <laughs> man, you find everything in there and the kitchen sink. And the kitchen from sink. From Ikea. <laughs> oh. Oh and, my and, and arguably some of the worst jokes 
ever told on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of those movies, I'm uh, sorry, books um, by, um, what was it? Chuck Palinchuk. Palinchuk, yeah. Palinchuk, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, that was on the black list of not being able to make it. It was uh, like, this movie cannot be made. This movie sorry, can. this book cannot be adapted. Yeah. David Finchie goes, give me that fucking book. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> there they go. Uh, All right, we're going to do some honorables. There's plenty of them. Okay, Just fly yeah. through them. All right. Well, well, one the, for one. Yeah, okay, good. So the first one I've got is The Room. Absolutely yeah. has to be there. Yeah, because it is made for for basically nothing. We do, actually we don't know how much he spent on it. I think in the end, because he won't tell anyone. Well, he may have spent a lot of money on it. He, he made nothing. It, yeah, uh, but it looks like he spent maybe a hundred thousand on it, and um, and it made nothing. But this film has gone from exactly this. <laughs> do you like my foot in front of your face? <laughs> so, so I got my foot in front of Jason's face. Getting the turd um, on the sole of his shoe. But yeah. Anyway. Oh god. Um, have I? No, <laughs> yeah, we just go back from AFL training. It's yeah. always a. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he's gone from basically making a, a film about fucking I don't know what the fuck it's honestly it's about. I've tried to watch it so many times. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> oh hey. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, he's tried to make a film. It didn't work out so well for him. It's terrible, but it's so bad that it's good. And he's actually got a very small career based on that. Uh, yeah. Film now, and he's actually making some money out of the whole thing now, probably. Yeah. Hey, have you um seen his trailer to his uh, new film? Oh, I don't want to. It's um, yeah, it's his new film. Uh, I've heard and that he was, a trailer I've, out. I heard yeah. that he was making another one. Do you want to yeah. know what it's called? Uh, what is it? Big Shark. Big Shark. Yeah. That's where it should be, though. That's. It seems like that's where he should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I will raise you with Donnie Darko. Yeah, cool. I need to see that again. I couldn't put it in my list because it's just mm. been a long time. Yeah, sure, sure. Jake Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie, yeah. Um, and a really strange film, but very, very, very good and obviously lots of layers. Yeah. Lots of layers to I think I was director of that again. Yeah. It's good. Um, no, uh, yeah, I get it. I do get it. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll match you with uh, Life of Life Brian. Life of Brian, thank you. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Because yeah. those films were basically get. worth nothing at the yeah. time. And, yeah. uh, and big risk films as well, and they will probably work considered flops. Yeah. But they're masterpieces today in comedy. Yeah. You know? Oh, completely. Yeah. So much so that Game of Thrones was intercut with um, a scene <laughs> where John Cleese is on top. Uh, <laughs> and it's a scene, I think, where they're, they're in Game of Thrones where they're pretending to hang or cut the throat of somebody that you know lives in the castle they're trying to get people yeah. out of open your gates or we will hang this person and then instead of looking back at the game of thrones building they're looking back at the monty python john cleese <laughs> building <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's very funny god people have got so much time on their hands oh right yeah yeah it's amazing uh i will then go to the very very left of our cult society and go texas chainsaw massacre the original yeah, this okay. movie was made for three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, did thirty million dollars, which was pretty huge. Yeah, um, yeah. an absolute cult classic in horror, and not for everyone. You're gonna be a real hardcore horror fan to like this shit, <laughs> and I am. But yeah, it's an absolute cult classic. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I've seen that once, and it was quite good. 
That's uh, all you really need with that film. You yeah, need I to can't watch do it more. again. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel a bit sick inside. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's actually really disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. Um, <clears throat> we're on a mission from God. Ah, yeah. I never thought of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blues Brothers Blues is Brothers. as cult as you get. <laughs> uh, so much so that I went out and bought the, the record for it. So I have it on LP and that's what I listen yeah. to. Um, I well, love it. It, um, it was a big flop. Sure. Massive, like, I think it was like a, I don't know what back then, a $70 million production or something. It did nothing. Yeah. But it became this, like a classic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll match you with Blade Runner, the original. Yeah, cool. Absolute cold classic. Yeah. Same, you know, the story behind all that. Um, I've only got one more, by the way. Oh, Okay. I have a few, but I can just spit them out very quickly. Okay, cool. Uh, so, El Mariachi, yeah, which nice. is Robert Rodriguez's uh, original. Uh, original film. He made for just on 10 grand, 10,000 US. Um, and he used a lot of the people that he was uh, uh, – he got his money from um, being an, ex- <laughs> an experimental human being in, in drugs and stuff like that. So, he would go in and they would inject him with a certain type of drug. And, Are um, you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he started raising his money. Um, and you know, you, you stay there for three months or whatever it is and you go back and get all the injections and then they test you and that's how they, when they, when people say, have you started human trials? That's what he was doing. He was the human trial. <laughs> so <clears throat> he actually used, um, a couple of people in there, uh, that he had met in that process in the no film. Way. Yeah. So doing it for free and all that sort of stuff. And then he did the, um, Hollywood remake, which was, uh, Desperado, Desperado. or sequel, but it's almost a carbon copy. It's basically it? a carbon yeah, copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's what they wanted to do. So he's gone from making a $10,000 thing. And then Sony Columbia turns around and says, here you go. Here's a lot more money to make it with one of the biggest stars at a time. Mm. And then he, obviously we know what he is now. He runs off from there and goes on to make Sin City and yeah, whatever he like, wants really. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Elisa. Yeah. yeah, and Elisa. Yeah, so El Mariachi. If you haven't seen that, look look, look that up. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's deep, deep catalogue, that one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, oh, for a long time, it was on the same DVD as um, Desperado. Yes. They saw yeah, it as yeah, a double. Yeah. do it as a double. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I'll run through some that I've got. Uh, the Lost Boys for me. Yeah. So yeah, now it's a Schumacher. Schumacher. Is that called? I'm yeah, not gonna argue. I think so. I'll take it. Um, rewatchable. Uh, now yeah. this one was. Oh, so I'll do a few more first. Heather's, um, Christian Slater, and and my mate Winona. <laughs> Winona, thank yeah, you. Yeah. It's actually a blind spot for me. I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. it's it's a bit hard today, but it still has a good message. Yeah, yeah. good's not the right word, by the way. Okay. For those who know that story, it has a message. About a message. <laughs> uh, Mad Max, the original Mad Max, man. Oh, like, right, yeah. yeah. Cult, cult, cult. Now, these ones here for me are cult classics because they did pretty well at the box office, but they're just those rewatchables that people find much later after their release. You know what I mean? Uh, and you'll know what I mean. So, Wayne's World, yeah. Bill and Ted, yeah. um, Austin Powers. Yeah. Um, there's a, I was thinking about a, a version of all of those today that's kind of the current one of that. Um, what would you think? Or something else. Dude, about. where's my car? <laughs> that's like <No>. current. <laughs> that's well, probably twenty years be. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh. Anyway, we'll come out later. Uh, another one for me was uh, almost famous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's just become a, again. It's a, it's one of the better films to come out, and it's a cult classic. <clears throat> 
Now, the last one I want to talk about very quickly is when Sean and I were in the video store, we had a couple of highly requested films, as I said before. Yeah. One of them was in my top five, which was Shawshank. Just want to go through, through something you probably won't know yeah. too much. It's just a bit of a hit. If you, if you ever come across these films, check them out because obviously people requested them at a very high rate. <laughs> yes. You yeah. may not know what they are. Some you will. Uh, one for one's one one's called Blood In Blood Out. Yes, which is like a um, urban kind of gangster. Yeah, yeah half um, set out in the streets, Latino. half set in prison. Yeah, it's a tough, tough film. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it was uh, Pump Up the Volume, Christian Slater again. Yeah. And another one was Patrick uh, Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse. Roadhouse found yeah. itself on Home Entertainment. This one's for you, buddy. These last two are for you. Okay. Bubba Hotep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to see it at the cinema. Yeah, I remember that. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And uh, American Psycho. There was Psycho. a chase scene in that with the old people and like they sort of got their little shifters and they're moving along <laughs> at like two kilometers an hour <laughs> chasing each other. It was great. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, American Psycho. Yes. Oh, God. Cult classic. As soon as he puts on Phil Collins. I just yeah. thought, this is it. This is the film for me. I might end with very bad things. Yeah. <laughs> that's me for cult. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to Riddle Me This. Riddle Me This is a game where uh, Jason tries to Get one over me, <laughs> which happens more often than not. <laughs> but basically, he will run through about 10 questions that will start from really vague to fairly specific. And my job is to try and guess what film he's talking about. What movie am I? What movie yeah. am I? What movie am I? Now, we've played this four or five times now. I've only got it once. So uh, there's a bit of pressure on me. <laughs> I'm sure everyone at home has uh, got it all five times. Oh, I have no doubt. I am not a fan of games in general. So <laughs> doing this is quite a challenge. So hopefully you can beat me to it. Yeah. So you ready for it? Yeah. Has everyone got their pen and paper? I do. What movie am I? Any guesses? Out there, <laughs> Top Gun. Uh, you keep saying Top Gun every. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. One day, we're like, damn it. This is one in eight point four million. I was chance. released on the eighteenth of February in two thousand and ten. Oh, eighteenth of February. Yeah. Just before I left to go to England. Okay, so put myself in that frame of mind. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> uh, hang on. Wait. 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 I didn't get. I wasn't married at the time. Okay. I was living in Erskineville. Right. So I could arguably go and see whatever I wanted to. Yep. I was still working a little at the video store. Was I? Okay. Let's go. I'm. I'm. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Um. The budget for this film was eighty million dollars. Eight zero. Ooh. So fairly. Fairly up there. Fairly decent property. Um, the US box office result was $128 million. So, 
Pretty decent. Okay. Well, pretty decent, dominion? but, you know, from 80 to 120, it's yep. not, like, huge. No. No. But worldwide, it did $294 million. So okay. good return on investment worldwide. So why does everyone around the world want to see this film? So it's not just a US baby. It did eight, it scored 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, so okay, so it's a decent film. Decent, but it's not like it's not a high eight, it's low eight, which I now know is personally a little bit. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But this one here has really got me. The 8.1 on IMDb, I've never seen this before, and there's, yeah. I'm sure there's movies out there that have it. But the 8.1 is over 1 million votes. Okay. I've only ever seen hundreds of thousands of votes yeah. on the top end films. 1 million votes on this film. Okay. I'm sure maybe Star Wars or something has got over a million, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, this is an original film as far as it's not a uh, franchise. Um, now, this one here I wanted to comment. It did at, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. They have it at 68% critics and 76% audience. I have this film at 99%. Okay. In my opinion. So I think that's pretty harsh. So Sean's just given me an answer. Yeah. And I like his answer, but no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the 68 and 76, like, come on. But, um, hey, maybe it's in the cultish area a little bit <laughs> and it's growing with time. Who yeah. knows? This is 138 minutes. So that's two hours and 18 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's a mystery crime thriller. It's its genre. Mystery crime, crime thriller. Crime thriller. Okay. You're off the wrong on the wrong track, were you a bit? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, uh the tagline. Okay, here we go. Some places never let you go. Some places. Can you say it like the guy would say it? No. Please. In the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> Some places you will never let <laughs> Some places will never let you go. No, it's nothing Some like that. Places would never let you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm not any closer. <laughs> okay. Oh hang uh, on, wait, uh Some Mystery Crime Thriller. Well, maybe crime should be at the back end of that hybrid of genres, perhaps. I can't remember. Yes. Is that it? Sean has had a guess and he has got it. <laughs> oh, go on! See, now he loves this freaking game. It's I stupid. love it. Let's play it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was good because I've really, the only thing you've really got is a year and a tagline and a genre. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, the rating is uh, MA in Australia. I think it may have been R in um, or NC-17 in um, America. I'm not sure. 
The synopsis, I'm only going to give you part of this synopsis because it really does give a lot away. So I'll give you this. So he's already got his chips out. He's eating chips. Sorry, he's... please keep uh, talking. <laughs> Sean's packed up and he's eating his chips. He doesn't care about anyone else. I'll put he... them away. I'll put them away. He doesn't care what you guys think. <laughs> There's other people in the car going, hang on, wait, no. wait. If you didn't get it, I'm just better than you. That's that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The synopsis. In 1954, a U.S. Marshal investigates the disappearance of a murderer. That's all I can give you there. In 1954, a U.S. Marshal investigates the disappearance of a murderer. This is directed by a very large director. In Hollywood, but I'm going to say In terms of size? No, in terms of of, uh, filmography. Okay. Quality of filmography. So I'm going to say this. I'm not going to give you his name yet, but uh, I'm going to say this. Oh, well, you just gave away at least half. Did I? Well, he said he. (gasps) Damn it. So So it's not Catherine Bigelow? (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a whole discussion, isn't it? Um. Yeah, so <laughs> this was a bit of a, a homage or um, love letter to uh, Alfred Hitchcock from this director. Um, the writers were uh, Elater Caligridis, and it was based off the best-selling book, best-selling book by Dennis Lahan, or Lahane, for anyone who uh, loves their novels. <clears throat> reviews yes. go from reviews, yeah. Movie of the decade, yeah. Okay, I can see that. To <laughs> the ending is powerful, but this movie is a long slog. Oh, that's a bit unfair. Yeah, agree. A brilliantly constructed mystery. Sure. Yeah. This is my little thing. <clears throat> Watch it if you liked. A couple of. A couple of smaller films in this one. But it really start to paint the genre picture. Watch it if you like. Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Yeah. A Cure for Wellness. Yeah. Stonehurst Asylum. I haven't seen that. It's good. DTV. It's all right. And Seven. You'll, I think you'd like Stonehurst. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale. The support cast... Is Jackie Earl Haley, Ted Levine, Michelle Williams, and the classic Max von Sydow. The leads are <laughs> Emily Mortimer, yeah. Ben Kingsley, yeah. and Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Uh, so your answers out there, people, you should know by now I've got two more names to give you, <laughs> which will clearly give you the film. Uh, it was directed by Martin Scorsese, yeah. or Scorsese, and also stars Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> the film is, Sean? Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Boom. <laughs> Do yourself a favour If you've only seen this movie once or twice 
go back tonight and continue to watch it. This movie is brilliant. It's becoming a, a real modern masterpiece for me. Like I've seen it, um, we watch it literally every year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we Like the girls and I love it. Oh, like wow. love it. And everything about this film is like, for me, 10 out of 10. It is not only becoming a modern masterpiece for me, but it would be my top 10 films of all time. It's I think I've only seen it in, twice. In, yeah, right. In, when it came out. Oh, man. Yeah. It's such a good watch. Yeah. It's, and, and it just gets better and better because there's so many layers to it again. I thought I'd put that one in there. I know it's a bigger film, but it certainly um, has a lot of cult status about it, even though it was a successful film. I'll um, I'm try and ask my wife to watch it with me. Yeah, right. I don't know if she's seen it. I, I just know that because I think the reason why I've, I've held off because there are a couple of hard scenes with um, the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, because... Uh, <coughs> The, the movie itself is actually not really scary. Yeah. Um, there's some, some um, disturbing um, footage in there sometimes. But you're right, man. That flashback scene is harsh. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that's always kept me away from it because it's just, yeah. it's just hard it's emotionally. Really hard. Oh, completely yeah. hard. Really but well done. for the last act to unravel the way it has to and whatever happens, happens and the twist and the idea, you know, yeah. that scene has to, be, has to be as harsh as that. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> They do not pull any punches. Yeah, that's good. There you go, man. Well done. Oh, so you two. like games. You I, like them. No, I don't like them. Nah. It's too much pressure. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we're going to move on to our last segment. Two drunk guys. And the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk guys <laughs> and a bucket. Uh, sorry, guys. I did. I did that just as Jason was about to have a mouthful of uh, crisps. So uh, <laughs> he's going to continue on with that. While I explain what's going on with this segment, this game, basically. We haven't played this for a while, no. so we have a build-up of, of uh, words being thrown at us. What we do is we take two drunk guys. We're, all, we're always out of time when we get to this segment. Yeah, so yeah we kind thing. of, you know, yeah. postpone it. But uh, tonight we went, you know what? Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do a three-hour podcast. Um, so we take uh, words that are given to us by the general public. We then take those words out of a bucket, or one word in particular. We don't know what this word so is. So we can spew in the bucket. <laughs> and as soon as... Jason, who will be doing the bucket tonight, says what the word is. We'll just riff off that word using our nostalgic video store minds, <laughs> trying to find out what co- what comes to mind when you say the word dog. <laughs> We've had arguments about this. Uh, but Jason, what is the word for tonight? Okay, let me have a look. Okay, the word is, this is uh, interesting. A doozy, is it? It's a doozy. Okay, let me get my pen and paper so I can write down initial thoughts. 
after you have a sip of your beer. Well, yeah. yeah. First things first. All right. I don't know how to take this word. Who knows where the hell we'll go with <laughs> Can this Can I tell one? you how to take this word? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. For those playing at home as well, you ready? Here we go. Give me the word. The word is... Tonight's word is... <laughs> you know this is a podcast, right? <laughs> Tonight's word is bust. B for Bob, U for unicorn, S for Samantha, and T for tomato. <laughs> okay, bust. so guys, what we're supposed to be doing here is we'll take the word bust and then link it. However, flimsily <laughs> to yeah, it's a bit of a loose one. This one to to different um to different worlds, movies, people. I don't people, know why I'm thinking um, like robberies, like busted. You know. Yeah, I like I've got in in your mind like go home or go bust. We could, could go to sporting. Okay. Yep. Genre <laughs> as well. As it does. Yeah. Um, I've got. I got like Bonnie and Clyde. I'm thinking kind of that stuff and. Um, I've, uh, well, the first thing that's come to me and you'll know when this guys, we use uh, IMDB a lot because it helps with names. Cause you don't want to hear us going, Oh, I remember that person from, you know, yeah. but at, at, right now in my head, I have police Academy. Okay. And uh, cause I've taken a sense of bust in terms of, um, a brassiere size. Oh, so you went straight to boobs. Well, I, I did. Right. See, I just wanted to wait until he actually said that, so it wasn't me that was coming out with that. <laughs> right, <laughs> boobs. Okay, let's talk about boobs. Well, no, because uh, in the first, you know, few, and I'm trying to find what the actress's name is, mm. and she plays someone who's really tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they do exploit her a little bit, don't they? But oh, of course, I, I've seen you know what the first police academies. I was probably eight years old through to whenever the last one came out, being near eighteen. Mm. I can't. I just can't find her on uh, on here. Oh my gosh! I oh, know who. No, is it? It's not King Yeah, Cattrall. it's um, Leslie Easterbrook. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. oh yeah, older. there she is. She's <laughs> a bit older in this photo. Sergeant Callahan. Sergeant Callahan. Oh, that's right. So yeah, so Sergeant Callahan, and yeah, she she was a little bit um. She was a little bit. Uh, busty. <laughs> they, they they never gave her top buttons no. <laughs> for her uniforms. No. Um, and uh, it's funny uh, how films did that to you when you're younger. Well, the thing is, um, I grew up in a time in the '80s where, where, you know, what they used to call boob comedies or booby comedies were ripe. Like they were just every everything was yeah, that summer you know? vacation. Yeah, it was all about the. Um, it was all about the, uh, I guess, home entertainment, the, you know, the the sexy cover or the sexy slick or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it was to sell you into the movie. But, like, I, I'm going to throw a few names out there. Yeah, right? please, yeah. Um, these are the stuff that I grew up on. And obviously, as a, as a 12 to 15-year-old boy, this was, like, awesome. Anyway, <laughs> um, things like Hot Dog, the movie, Losing It, Hard Bodies, oh, yeah. Porkies. Poggies 2, Poggies 3, Poggies 1. Risky Business even, Revenge of the Nerds, My Tutor, Private Resort, Spring Break, Last American Virgin. Movies like that, they were, you know, they were all very teen and high school orientated, but they all had, 
um, a mandatory bust or busts scenes. Yeah. Um, booby scenes. Can we say booby? Yeah, yeah. You can say whatever you want. Right. We say fucking shit and <laughs> whatever on here. You can say whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, we went straight to boobs. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and now we can't get off that. We're like, um. <laughs> yeah. What was that thing Jason was saying about Bonnie and Clyde? Exist? Yeah. Uh, no, I do yeah. have something else. Oh, cool. What about, um. What about Ghostbusters? Nice. What about meatballs with the boobs? <laughs> and we're on the Ghostbusters now. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you can think of something uh, for a reason for us to go back to boobs, okay, then do it. But screwballs, I remember that. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Um... <laughs> so are we talking about? Um, well, what am I saying? Of course, we're talking about the original. Of course, we're talking about the original comedy sci-fi's. No, well, I mean, you can go that way if you want, and just that's go. A, are you talking about films? That was a cult classic. <laughs> Is that what you just did? You just went. I'll go from bust to Ghostbusters to movies in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we're talking about Fight Club again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> no, um. Ghostbusters back in the cult theme, that was a bit of a, like it was successful, but it was a rewatchable cult classic, you know. Yeah. Um, I wasn't actually really on that bandwagon, to be honest, but, yeah. Really? No, well, no, I, I mean, I, I wasn't saw... a nutter. I know, I like oh. them. I like them all. I like everything about them. They're all good. They're, don't worry. Don't worry about no, it. No, 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 no. But no, I no. was not like a hardcore nutter like oh, there are. I was, I was, I was hardcore Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right. The first yeah, it one. says a lot, yeah. The first one. Yeah. Um, because it was one of the only two VHSs we owned growing up. Yeah. So I watched it over and 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 over. Okay. Uh, it's very good. Do you know Corey Hayman and Corey Feldman were in a movie called Busted? Oh, no. Yeah, it was directed by Corey Feldman. Only hardcore people that are into two guys um, <laughs> tend to be, you know, not a, have a knowledge about Haim films. Yeah. Well, Corey was, films, sorry. Yeah, Corey films. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a massive fan. Sorry, there are two guys that yeah, you yeah. watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Corey Feldman directed this film And it was He filmed it for probably What was I don't know $50,000 When he's younger? Well no When he was a bit older So after their fame Ah oh, okay And yeah. it was horrible <laughs> yeah. It's horrible Yeah, yeah they, they didn't have an easy um, Breakdown You know what I mean no. From let go of films Yeah that was drugs And then death for him but anyway. Yeah um, Yeah so uh I found it on Amazon Prime the other day and started to watch it. It's, it's just it's meant to be like a, it's like a lampoon, so it's like a um, uh, like a flying high or whatever. It's like a slapstick. Oh, slapstick! Yeah, yeah, right. But it's just awful. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. I don't think I've. I mean, I may have heard of it. I think I've just forgotten about it. Mm. <laughs> there was an actor named Buster Keaton. Yeah. But that's all I'm gonna say about that because I've never seen a film of his no. in my life. <laughs> Oh, surely I have. Let me have a look. Hang on. Surely. He's uh, the surely. man who... Um, uh, the man who bought Paradise. You've seen that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, like the 1920s. 
1960s. Go west. 1960s. No. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no. Oh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. that one. Never seen it, but I know the cover. Yep. Oh, God. This That's is where we're down. Producers, 1956. Maybe. Around the World in 80 Days. This guy's been in too many films. 149 films as an actor. That's crazy. 39 as a director. Wow. They didn't put much as much effort into <laughs> writing these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else we got? Well, okay, so I'm going to think of like the bank robbery, the town, as something like something going for bust. Because, mm. you know, you know, all those it's films. It's all nothing, right? Yeah, all those films that are like, this is the last time we're doing it. Yeah. They're going, they got, you know, this is it. Yeah, the last heist. Yeah. So you have all those films, but the, let's the town. Get, let's get the team together. Yeah. Let's get the Expendables together. Yeah. Let's. Did you ever see the score with Edward Norton and Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was never, okay. Yeah, and exactly. It was just okay. I don't think I'd ever need to see it again. No, I think if you're going to see a quality heist film, go see Inside Man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was quality, very good. Yeah. I mean, even the remake of the Italian Job. Yeah. Oh, it was alright. Yeah. No, it was okay. Yeah. What, have you ever watched the original Italian job? No. No. I've seen bits of it, but no, I, I haven't. I'm just wondering how... What about Hudson Hawk? Oh, gosh. Speaking of cult bombs... Uh, I loved that movie growing yeah. up. And then I tried to watch it again <laughs> as an adult and having none of it. Yeah. I get what people are saying. But I loved it as a kid. Isn't that funny? One, two, swing on a star. Gary Moonbeams, home manager. I've got a real sour taste in my mouth about Bruce Willis because of the lazy actor that he's become. Yeah. Really but but they all tend to go that way. I mean, De Niro tries to hold on, which is nice. Yeah, Admirable. But yeah, but he's also like mid-70s or whatever. Yeah. He's getting on. He's just doing it for something to do probably. <laughs> and, uh, and and Sylvester Stallone at least has the um, skill of filmmaking behind him. Mm. So he can writing, do what he needs yeah. to do, yeah. Yeah, he can reinvent himself, just pull out a, one of his franchises from the 80s. Lost Cobra Blood. Two. He's doing Last Blood, man. Yeah, no. Last Blood. Last Blood. No. Sounds weird in American. Last. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Blood. Uh, yeah. Uh which I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, by the way. Yeah. Aussie version's last blood, mate. Hey, what if I said to you, I don't, I'm not... Last blood, bro. I'm not going to watch films from in Ever? 2020. Again? Huh? In 2020... You're going bust. Yeah, I'm going to go bust <laughs> and not watch films and raise money for... The not watch films for like society? some charity. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll sign people up to it. Well, what are you saying? So you're foregoing your large popcorn and coke and movie ticket yeah, and transferring that Thursday donation to kids? No, to my family. And other people would donate for my challenge, the no movie challenge. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a cause. It's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find the right charity. Yeah. It'll most likely be along the, the cancer lines because that's where I How many people... Passionate. Would say, who cares? 
But you're raising money. Like it's no, no, I know, but charity. I don't know how many films you watch. I don't care. Sure. I, I don't know that you not watching a movie is a challenge. I don't care. I don't know you. But I would explain that. That's the thing. What? From your nostalgic roots in VHS days. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I have a problem. I watch eight films a week. <laughs> One more than I, I should. I need to cut back. <laughs> I need to cut back. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, they're cutting back on the, not watching films for 2020. Okay. Not the now, charity thing. I, I think that's a great idea. But my problem with that is all they have to do is, like, for example, release Bond 26 in 2020 or a new Quentin Tarantino film in 2020. And all of a sudden I'm like, that's scratching, by the way. Yeah. I can't, I, I got, I can't, I, I got, I can't. Yeah. I got to see it. I, 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 it'd be a challenge, but I reckon I could do it a year. And then I'd have a whole year of being able to catch up on films. What about, okay, I want to find that. the movie that's going <laughs> to bust your busting bloody revenue raising charity. No, like, forget the charity, just me not watching films. Yeah, no, I'm going to find the film. It's, um, it stars. There's only one film that would get me there. It stars Dennis Quaid and he's a baseball. No. 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 It's, um. It's a sequel. It's Avengers. Is there any one film that will get me there? Up to five. No, no, no. Even no, not even those. Like we have now finished phase four. By the time we get to the end of this year, we've only got two more films or whatever. Oh, I know. I know what's going to get you there. Is there <laughs> any one? Yeah, I know. If I get this right, yeah, I got to win something. I got to be a uh, chairman of your charity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can be the fundraiser. <laughs> That's what you win. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have one guess. I've had a few, but this is my last one. If I get this right, we're done with bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we're stretching. <laughs> <laughs> the Crow 2. No. Oh, what? No. Get out I, I don't want that to be touched. Get I don't want it to be touched. Out. There's only one film, and it's the third of what would wrap up a trilogy for me. It better not be fucking Super Troopers 3. <laughs> no, but now you've said it, I'm interested. Tell me about it. <laughs> How do you see that film going? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh. No, do you want me to tell you? No, I need. Uh, give me some hints. I want to guess. I know, but any hint I give you, will get it straight away. Okay, yeah. Just... <laughs> so this is slow. Oh, Rocky. <laughs> I'll just give you a silent one. Oh, um, Ace Ventura 3? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You should have seen the movement he did. It was nothing. It was just some neck movement. <laughs> With nothing. That was it. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Ace Ventura is a cult classic, by the way. But it, yeah, but yeah. it made $70 million. So it was really weird. Uh, yeah, I know. So I couldn't bring it up. And Jim Carrey, you know, became like a you know, massive star off it. Mm. Anyway. But what was funny, though, about that, sorry, segue for a sec, well, yeah. we haven't really, is Ace Ventura at the video store for you and I was like as cult as you can get. Like yeah. it was one copy and it was just on rotate every day. Every yeah, day for every day. Every day. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know it did $70 million in the US. Like, that's pretty decent for back then. That's huge. Yeah. But here's this movie that comes into 
the video store, and I hardly knew it. I was like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah. But I got it got buzz on VHS, so I watched it. I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? You know? <laughs> Ace Ventura 3 would get you to cross the street and buy yeah, your large that, that, that popcorn could break my thing. That's the only thing that could get me there. Not even like a new Dumb and Dumber or anything like that. Yeah. Just a, a really laid back Ace Ventura. I think it needs to be made. And hopefully after um, Sonic, it seems like he's back, you know, channeling some Ace yeah. in there. That yeah. maybe he feels like doing it. I hope so. Because the, the thing is, you did too. So it's not like you're not against sequels, mm. and I like to. Yeah, I think two is great. So it's, wrap it up with a trilogy, you know. It's its own film, really, isn't it? You know, like it's a different tone to one. Yeah, and but you know, it depends on your mood. What I like to watch, either you know, sometimes I feel like watching number two more than one. Yeah. And other times I feel like I want to watch that rawness of number one. I actually feel like watching it right now. Yeah, yeah. See you, Pod. We're out. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, there's, there's, I think there's a lot they could do. Maybe I should write it on spec. And uh, and send it yeah. to him. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my life would be so different. Uh, what would you call it? Ace Ventura Three. Yeah. Pet Detective. <laughs> uh, oh my God, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. <laughs> well, Ace Three. No, I'd, yeah, I'd have to think about it. We're uh, two hours and thirty-five minutes in, and we're blowing smoke. I could also do Cable Guy again. But anyway, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, guys, don't forget, uh, June the 5th. How ca- How is Cable Guy not in your cult classics? I don't think it's a cult film. I think it's just a favourite of mine. It's one. Maybe it's in the personal section mm. that you put, but I, I didn't put it in there because originally I didn't have a personal section for cult. I was trying to put okay. it as a generic. General sweeping yeah. statement. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. We're going to wrap up. You're the <laughs> see ya. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll wrap up if you want. Yeah, please do. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you check out us on June fifth when we host Wolf Creek One and Two and John Jarrett Q and A. Uh, make sure you follow us on. We're not on Twitter, but make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And um, what else is going on? You follow me on Twitter if you want, at Sean Macy. That's the only thing that I that I do there. So. Okay, yep. Um, and, you know, we're, we're really exhausted this whole podcast, I think. So. Yeah, it's it's almost midnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we do it for the love. We do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by Man Present. Ever struggled to buy a man a present? Want to get a present that is universally loved? Who the hell doesn't? It's usually so bloody hard, right? Socks and ties are lame, gift vouchers suck, and flowers will not be well received. Well, all your man gifting worries are a thing of the past with manpresent.com. Manpresent is a gift box delivery service that lovingly sends classy gift boxes of Cuban cigars and single malt whiskey to the man who deserves a touch of class. Whether it's a wedding, a new father, a birthday, or just because they deserve a gift, Use manpresent.com for the win. With boxes starting at $69, it has never been easier to be a gifting king. Simply visit manpresent.com and ensure you use the coupon code OFFTOPIC 
all one word for 5% off your order. Manpresent.com. Man gifting made easy.